0: Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations.
1: We, 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 we know of new methods of attack.
2: The
0: Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. Apparently I started too quickly and I have a I, have a, I have a frightened at Lenny Fisher. I'm sorry. It's this right. is I'm your almost it. weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle, the people that make it and occasionally ourselves. I am Camille Foster and I am glorious, ladies and gentlemen. I'm also affiliated with something called Free Thing and I'm delighted to be here with you. I am. I'm kind of in the conductor tra- uh, chair today. Um, I have the conductor hat on. Well, this is not a conductor hat, but it doesn't matter. Because I'm also surrounded by a plethora of greatness. Matt Welch, editor at Large Reason Magazine, is in the building. He's, he's here. Yeah. He's with Hi. us today. He was, he was on the road. He's taking a photo of a bottle of Hello. alcohol. I'm sure he'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> Very good friend Michael Moynihan of Vice Hi. News is here. He's, he's here. still an award-winning journalist. Uh, so they haven't, taken it, the away? Yeah, haven't Christ, taken it away shit. yet? Yeah, I haven't taken it away yet.
3: Are you the uh, new correspondent for Refinery Twenty Nine? Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Look at that.
0: Exactly. Look
1: at that. You're gonna put me in a place I can't talk about. things. Look at that. I can't say anything. We, can't, we can do a round robin. That's good. I'm can't round can't round say anything. Right. You're gonna put me in that <laughs> your fucking shirt on. I wish I could, you're taking pictures. No one's taking pictures of your shirt. It looks like the cover of Pablo Honey. What the fuck is a Radiohead
4: shirt? It looks like twelve grain bread.
1: Hey, good. D- damn. It's like a, this is like the gatefold of a strawberry alarm clock record. Where did that? Did you get that in the 1960s? Wow. <laughs> I know you're in your 60s yourself. Oh, and, we're, wow.
0: and we're into Off, it. Don't way. put me on the spot, man. Off to a strong,
1: strong start. <laughs> and we are, of course, joined by our very
0: good friend, Anthony Fisher, who's the politics editor over at Insider. And it is uh, it is wonderful to be with all of you gentlemen again. It's great to be with you again. On a spectacular Thursday.
1: Yeah, lovely Thursday. Just
0: spectacular. Yes. Fantastic. I don't know. Cold? Why not? Because I'm with you guys. Yeah. And it always I, just feels yeah. nice to
1: be with you guys. Yeah. See? Um, Camille, have you gotten any death threats recently? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was asking because I occasionally... Camille, before the show, it, it prevented us from starting on time because he just kept asking if anyone's tried or or said they were going to kill any of us. <laughs> you know, death threats. And, uh, and yeah, so... No, I had... You haven't.
0: I, I had, I, I've had people suggest that they would like to inflict bodily harm on me. Yeah, yeah. In a couple of different instances, sometimes it feels more credible than others. Yeah, Like when you there. are a person... Who has like a Twitter account, and I actually can see your real name and your real affiliations online, and you suggest that you're going to hurt me or something like that. Just email their the bosses. The possibility Start that, snitching, you might, man. that you might try to do something yeah. at least seems a little more material to Dude. me. Sometimes I get the threats, and they seem credible. And yesterday, I had a weird encounter where I was leaving the compound, as yeah. I, I call my new home, um, someplace in New York. And uh, there was a guy, like, outside of the gate, because any proper compound actually has a gate to yeah. keep, keep outside. Yeah, you're, a gated, you're your own
1: gate. He's He's kind of waiting for me. There. Yeah.
0: And it, it felt like he was waiting for me. And as soon as I come out, we lock eyes, and then he extends his hand. And I, what? like an idiot, like, shake his hand. What? Without thinking about it. What are you just talking about? his happens? hand? Exactly. And what? I'm Why you shaking his us? hand, and I'm trying to place the man. And he's gripping my hand tighter. Oh, see, look at this. Wow. Look at this. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's building now. Um, and it turns out he's my nanny's um friend. And oh, that really didn't go anywhere. Totally, <laughs> I should have totally yeah. knew who he was. Yeah. But in my mind, and that man was Matt <laughs> Iglesias. <laughs> Hi, Camille. In, in my mind, in my mind, I was trying to place this man and yeah. tried to figure out who he was. Yeah. And for a half a second, I thought, wow, this is the dude. Like, this is the dude from Twitter. Who said, "Oh, when I see you, I'm gonna fuck you up." Yeah, you actually, but you and t- he got the I'm drop, seriously? and he got the drop on me, dude. I, I have take to it. I I have take it seriously. it seriously because occasionally, in public, in person, I've had encounters with people who yeah. sufficiently dislike me, mm-hmm. sufficiently that they have made threats. Tell me the worst.
1: I mean, I've seen you get into it in public. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, It happens that frequently. Oh man. I've seen it. I think the last time I ate with you, it happened. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but
0: that was, that was not.
1: Yeah. But we won't talk about what it was about, but you, you said something to the people sitting next to us. That was you rabble rousing. (laughs) I've seen it (laughs) uh, in DC. I've seen people like, are you picking political fights uh, in a restaurant? Like a douche?
0: Yeah. No. All yes, right. you
1: well, I mean, like whoop. a douche, <laughs> Just not like a douche, like a G. Uh, uh, yeah, like a G. There's yeah, a yeah. She looked at me, like, He's G. That was, I was like, What? <laughs>
2: That's
1: right. <laughs> Clog lady was like, He's G. Um <laughs> I saw it in D.C. once. I see you piss off a whole room of people. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were like your wife's friends, too. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> that
0: sounds about it right. Was,
1: it was great. But probably my friends, too, at some point in the past. Did you ever have that kid in high school? We had one. His name was Jim Fitzgerald. He was a complete psycho. <laughs> no. um, not going to bleep <laughs> That's fine. No, I keep that in there. Yeah. Uh, and he would fight like nine guys at once. <laughs> and he'd just be like, his shirt would be ripped. He had blood in his face. And he was like small. Uh, but he was like Irish and... Fucking insane, yeah. and he would like go and like take a guy down and take another guy down, and everyone would just say this like pre phones, so you didn't film it, you just watched it like slackjawed. People are like, "Oh my god, this thing happened! I can't believe the person was sitting there filming it and doing nothing." It's like, yeah, back in the day, we just watched yeah. it. <laughs> it's not I'm, like I it's mean, like everyone's intervening before. Sometimes you would like clap, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So what Camille, you, what Camille's what that. S- I'm just saying, <laughs> you're that guy. I'm not that. guy Yeah, yeah. The political version of that guy that I went
0: to high school with. I might, I might be that guy on some you're, level. You're totally that guy. Have you? I'm definitely not. The guy who's like yelling world star in the crowd, what did you yell back when he was getting fits <laughs> the Yeah, me?
2: yeah, <laughs> punch him in the ball, dude!
1: And they were like, fucking No, it's dirty, don't yeah. fucking fight dirty. No, world star feeds better, yeah. World star is better, yeah. Uh, but you don't do you back down because like I've changed a lot, yeah, in the sense that like I used to be fucking heat-seeking I, I missile almost, at dinner parties. I almost exclusively back down. Me too. Yeah. It's also, on one hand,
3: you don't drive as much as you used to. Oh, my God. You are the world's worst road racer. <laughs> no, I'm
1: not the best driver. I'm the worst <laughs> road <racer. laughs> yeah. I can, I can – my best skill oh, – Yeah. Uh, besides winning Emmys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Jesus. This, this thing still, is so, it's, it's dumb. It's still. stupid no. dumb. Um, it's parallel parking. So I'm really good at that. Yeah. Uh, just like a one motion. Literally one motion. It's like like women love it. Yeah. They, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. they like call you afterwards and be like, hey, that was great. Why? No. I can't know why it was so great. It's a parallel parking. And I've, got, I've stopped the car. <laughs> I did once in the West Village. I stopped the car in the street and it blocked traffic because I was so mad. It just got out of the car because this guy, this cab driver was going to try to cut me off. So I got in front of him and then just stopped the car. It's like like, try to go in now, you fucking asshole. And he didn't go. Yeah. So that was too bad. <laughs> I won for a little bit. And then finally, I, the, the crescendo of honking. I was like, you know, I should probably leave now. Yeah. But, but you, do, you know, do you back down at
0: dinner parties, Camille? Back down at dinner If I'm having an argument with you and
1: it's only rhetoric,
0: then, you know, fine. We're but what if somebody argument.
1: says something across the table that is so profoundly stupid, which is basically everybody all the time. Right. <laughs> and so it, you have to choose your battles. Right. I mean, I, I yeah, was a, I mean, if there's this... no
0: threat of violence, then I'm, I'm not going to back down. There's not really a good reason to back down. If we're still having a conversation, I mean if you're calling me obnoxious names
1: I no, mean No 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 but if somebody's like Black Lives matter Camille wasn't that the best movement ever and you like yeah, I don't know that's what, I, that's what <laughs> I'd be like yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. there's different views of this and then I'd like pass the the pesto or whatever Yeah it depends yeah. it
0: depends in in Brooklyn these days more often than not I actually find myself not backing that. Oh. like getting into conversations with strangers really? like who just walk in with the t-shirt it's like nevertheless she persisted I'm like hey Yeah
1: I was going there, asshole. <laughs> I, 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 can I tell you this morning? This yeah. morning, swear to God. Uh, this morning, I was walking yeah. to get uh, a, a sandwich mm-hmm. uh, and a breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. And a Thank woman walked know. by. You know, <laughs> chair, I was delicious. like, I don't get up at like one. Um, <laughs> <yeah>, so <laughs> get on, hamburger. You were on your walk of shame. That's my so walk of shame. to get a breakfast Not sandwich. Totally wrong. I was on my walk of shame. <laughs> I know. Um, and I walked yeah. by a woman. Uh, who was wearing a sweat i 'm not joking. Uh-huh. She was wearing a sweatshirt that just said melanin on it yes. <laughs> have you seen that you see I was what like ass? I thought it was like a university yeah yeah in what? like you know the Transvaal melanin. or something yeah. it what, just says melanin
0: on it what, 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 what is melanin what are we conveying it's the thing it's the thing in your skin that makes
3: it dark right,
0: right. you yeah. haven't heard it's about it's him, just, his melanin force
4: field it. he refers to it all the time yeah. Yeah. that's it
3: I know but what was she conveying was she just wanted to have some or she did not have some but I could tell she
1: had some when she walked by because she wasn't wearing a burka so kind of visible but I was like yeah no you got that stuff
0: I saw one this week uh, someone with a t-shirt that said melanin princess really yeah melanin princess i was actually having breakfast with someone this morning um sandwich i I was just mentioning like how uh, her name's not sandwich what's that (laughs) the melanin (laughs) princess just keep going.
3: I don't know. I don't even through.
0: know what I was going to say. You know, I have a better story. Is this what we're going to do? Yeah, this yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just, just keep going. Stories. Keep going. Keep okay. going. So I got a story. Better story. Got um, got so, you know, I moved into my new house. My family is living there. And occasionally, like, I'll have the interactions with, like, the UPS mm-hmm. delivery folks and stuff. I'm like, hey, how, how's it going? Thank yeah. you. So they have found the way to deliver packages to the compound successfully. And the UPS woman who made several deliveries, I see her on my way out, and then she sees my wife. And... Apparently later on there's a conversation between my nanny and this delivery person and the delivery person says, Hey, that, that, uh, the black lady, is that his wife? And she says in the house, yeah, that's, that's his wife. She said, Oh my God. Wow. I was so sure he was married to a white woman. Yes. And, totally. and does he, and does Absolutely. he own this house? Like this is their house. And she was like, well, "Wait, is yeah. she, is she, are, are she both said, these people black, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she says, thank God, wow, we really? got one. What? Oh. Oh. Yeah.
1: Kept him in the family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never betrayed the family. If only she knew. Yeah, oh, she yeah. doesn't know. Yeah. That's yeah. funny because think about what you're saying there. The words that you're using, nanny, compound, gate. It's <laughs> probably going to sound like Ukrainian life. <laughs>
2: That's
1: totally, totally normal. She's like, do you understand
0: her instinct? Uh, Do I understand the instinct? Yeah. It's called racism. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that you understand where it comes from. I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all the
1: same. Yeah. But so if you heard her say that. Uh,
0: Thank God you, you you know you you didn't. She's delivering stray. the packages, and I don't want them to go to missing. Exactly. So there, I have things to lose. Exactly. Strategic. Yeah. So I do apparently back that. So if
1: you were at a dinner party <laughs> yes. with your UPS person, I <laughs> probably wouldn't do this. American. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah So yeah. 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 The yeah. Kente cloth on. Well,
0: you know me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sisters only. <laughs> <laughs> Black girls rock. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, God, that's pretty good. About We should get into it. <laughs> get into it? Oh, it's Matt! got a note I'm, there. Get get a, a, note. a note. Matt Welch. Hard copy. Favorite porn site is
3: Blacked. So we're here drinking. Uh, <laughs> well, he not... said, "He
0: said, oh, blacks on blondes." Yeah, I've moved said. on.
3: Oh, yeah. uh, So, <laughs> so uh, we are drinking uh, Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey tripled. Still, yeah, it's here. a
1: straightforward average, but it's, it's a good one,
3: and it's the Boston Red Sox 2018 World Championship edition. That's why Anthony is just chugging Are it. He's <laughs> serious, Loves
1: it. yeah, yeah. Fucking on the <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mike, <laughs> fucking Dewey key. Evans, yeah, uh, uh,
3: dear columnists, I'm trying not to write an annoying fan letter, so I'll just say I love the show and appreciate the work you do. I tell anyone who will hear me to listen in. That's right,
1: that's how you do it, yeah, uh, right. uh and anyone
3: who <clears> will <throat> listen,
1: yes. Spread will, the word and give us a uh no
3: listen to the qualification. I tell anyone who will hear me. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So hearing yeah. that yeah. is a mistake. Yeah. That's your first mistake. Yeah, did so. that
1: letter come from prison? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> he's in solitary. <laughs> and have convinced at least one friend to listen regularly. At least okay. one <laughs> okay, dude one <laughs> Okay. If you don't have a ton of friends, maybe you only have one friend, but if then you're batting a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> but let's step up the game here. Really? Please find
3: enclosed <laughs> a bottle of reliable Irish. Paradoxical I know. Good, good. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice, one. nice attack. Yeah. Nice racism. No. Nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing fancy. So that. you should have no trouble <laughs> quaffing it down rapidly. That feels like a challenge. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to start any baseball fight with the branding. It just came that way. Keep up the good work. Yeah, uh, waiting with feverish anticipation mm. for the next dispatch. Warm regards, Gavin. H. Greenwald. Wow. Yes. Gavin Greenwald. That's a, that's a great byline. It is for, good. For a family. It is good. That's, that's right. I like there.
1: Gavin Greenwald, despite his attacks on the Irish race. <laughs> uh, and you know what, by the way? Take a look at you know a documentary about the troubles. Wow, the Irish are pretty effective sometimes. Mm. They can blow things up. They can you know <laughs> kneecap people. <laughs> they can kidnap you, and you know they're not falling asleep at the wheel. Come on,
3: that's fine.
1: God, I'm so tired of this racism. Totally so fine. Yeah. Uh,
3: thank you, uh, Gavin, for that. Thanks, and Gavin. Now that Camille has emerged from his uh, Colonel Kurtz-like uh, compound, there <laughs> <and> he, <laughs> just, you gotta you gotta <sighs> fix that. So you got this long alley, and that this
1: don't is, oh, what? Don't. And don't give away specific details. I'm just saying like, this is why
4: TNC Because You Brooklyn. know, you know, it is yeah. it is.
1: There's only one long alley in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: no. Yeah. I think I think you need to uh, have that more defensible for their, your next encounter with someone who will be less friendly. So you, mm-hmm. you need some like emotion motion sensor weaponry. Uh, but then since it's a, a decent long enough walk, like just have stuff on the wall, uh, maybe kind of uh, preparing people to deal with um, mm-hmm. your Racial hangups. ups. like, things. Sort of like a, Matt. Matt what, what
1: do I say? What would that be? What would prepare them on the well, walk into the house? It's, it's, it's just an idea. All just, people you know, welcome. Uh,
3: like Bill Blaze J- Jowski, I'm an ideas man, so you know they just come to me. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, some kind of uh, you know a walk of education as you're coming up. Yeah, a uh,
1: painting of Zora oh. Neale Hurston. Could do <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that. could work. That could work. Yeah, that could
3: work. or could put up that uh, Harry, Harriet Tubman alternative uh, uh, rendering of the uh, twenty dollar bill.
4: Uh, the 1619 New York Times Magazine frame. Yes. Yeah. That people people prepare, stood online for that. that There's actually prepare. one of
3: those, those in my neighborhood. Uh, a and, a and huge 1619 befo- mural. And, over, uh, and before we
1: um, start for real, I guess, yeah. um, <laughs> why, Matt, mm-hmm. are you hunched like a sort of late Tim Conway? You're kind, of, you're kind of stooped and small, and you appear to be rocking back and forth.
3: Uh, it's you know it's
1: it's good to know for people when you misfire today. <laughs> yeah, it's a built-in excuse.
3: I'm I'm hopped up on goofballs and they're not nearly strong enough. Uh, I'm in uh, a, a torrential downpour of pain uh, mm. in
1: uh, in my left shoulder. Um, um, you're just on ibuprofen, just so everyone knows they're not getting ripped off here.
3: And some uh, and like benzocycladrine okay. type stuff. You, I did offer you.
1: Some leftovers, thank you. Which, by the way, is how the opioid crisis started. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I'm according uh, to right now. Everybody. I want to
3: be a willing participant in the opioid, yeah. Crisis. But your That's doctor wouldn't for.
1: give you drugs, ah,
3: she, I don't, she, she said, said nobody I, knows
1: her. <laughs> it's not public. She listens. She, maybe, but she, we're not I, saying her name. I did
3: ask her if it was okay to mix it with whiskey, and uh, and not only did she say yes, but she says, You've asked me that before, you know. That's great. That's a good sign. It's, the, it's when you know Super shit good But sign. she wouldn't
1: give you uh, strong stuff.
3: No, but oh, fuck. Uh, you
1: sorry. literally just did that. Uh, yeah, uh,
3: yeah, yeah. You don't, because it's uh, my left shoulder, uh, it's boring to talk it's about. A pain, it's your drinking shoulder. No, yeah. my, it's my right shoulder, which I already had. Surgically fixed. So, yeah, don't get old, uh, Camille. That's the uh, it, long tray. I'm I, trying. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying. Shit has not worked. Notice I didn't say that to you, Money I mean,
0: <laughs> still,
1: you're older than me. Yeah. You're the one that's I'm wearing in lots this, of pain. And this shirt. You're no. wearing that insane shirt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's a midlife crisis all in one uh, piece of uh, garment. No, so if I don't make any sense, that's why it has nothing to do with the whiskey. Or with uh, general decrepitude, it's that I'm in uh, searing, blinding pain. And that's also why I keep bringing up everyone else, uh, everyone's f- uh, faults and flaws. Yeah. Great. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we should
0: talk about the uh-huh. latest with Do the uh, impeachment shenanigans. <laughs> we should. And yeah. I, I imagine there are other things that are important to talk about. But I thought maybe we should start with the the death of this, this young man. Um, it, I believe it's Botham Jean yeah. or Jean. Jean. Is Jean. Jean. pronounced? Yeah. yeah, Botham Jean um who uh terrible stuff yeah. how how old was botham he was not gosh he was in his 20s yeah he was 20s. he was a young guy but this yeah. is the young guy in Dallas who i believe it was like last year um who was shot and killed while he was in his own apartment by a woman who was just convicted of murder amber Geiger, uh, I believe her name is, who was a former Dallas police officer. She's arriving home from work. She parks on apparently the wrong floor of her apartment complex. Yeah,
1: it's and apparently the all the floors route. are the same. Yeah, and all the apartments look the same. Yeah, it takes. And four, she did something. like what a fourteen-hour shift or something.
0: So it was like yeah, thirteen yeah. odd hours or thirteen yeah. and a half hours. I, I saw in one report. So about fourteen, I'd say rounding up to that is fair. Um, but in either case, she walks back to her apartment, enters an apartment which has an unlocked door. Um, thinking that this is her place and the door is kind of a little open and she goes in, finds him there, and shoots and kills him. Um, It's a terrible, awful, distressing story. Um, It's something that... Uh, I think a lot of us paid attention to initially because, I mean, this is just a bizarre circumstance to begin with. A police officer kills someone in their own home. And, and of course, there's
3: the racial dynamic associated with it as well. And the first 10 days or so, give or take, the Mm -hmm. police department was rallying around her Mm -hmm. Uh and the operation. And also, uh, and I think we might have talked about this once as it happened, but they uh, said, oh, you know, we found drugs in the apartments.
0: Right. Well, they reported they reported, they reported yes, that within like a day and a half or, or so of the shooting taking place. There was this very short report on all of the things that were found there or all of the things that were taken into evidence, which included a grinder and a small baggie of weed um, that happened to be in his house, which, of course, have absolutely nothing to do with the circumstances under which he was shot and killed, which is he was in his house eating a bowl of ice cream when someone walked in on his own in his house, and thinking thinking it was hers yeah. and shot and killed him. Yeah. And there's no reason to believe um, so far as I can tell from all of the evidence that I've seen. I wasn't in the courtroom, so I didn't hear all of the testimony. But everything I've read suggests that she really did think this was her home. And she really did walk in and see someone there and shoot and kill him. And, and it was, I don't, the, case the, of, the prosecutors do not even
1: deny that. I yeah. think that's commonly understood. But of course, but early on, there, there were
0: concerns about whether or not that was actually true.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the concern is, and it's kind of not really provable, is that it, had she seen sort of a blonde white guy eating right. a bowl of thing, that he, <laughs> he wouldn't have shot him. Right. Um, and you can't, obviously, can't prove that. Um, but they did actually. Uh, come up with a bunch of text messages in which she was making uh, sort of racially charged, I guess, is the euphemism that we use and shouldn't use, uh, Mm -hmm. sort of racist jokes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the time frame and when they were made um, or with what level of seriousness uh, she was making them. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really read them. I just saw this as a headline. I saw one that that, um, somebody was complaining about their dog was racist. Mm -hmm. And she said, like, so I sympathize with your dog or something like that. It was something Mm -hmm. to that effect. So that was the way in which I think they were trying to demonstrate that this, she might be a yeah, little racist. She might be a little and racist. And that led her to shoot someone,
0: yeah. which yeah. her, by her, by her reckoning, or at least explanation is probably a better word there. Um, she walked into the house. It was dark. She didn't see who it was. As soon as she sees this large figure come around the corner or she comes around the corner, she starts firing. Um, it's an incredibly stupid thing. Which to is, do. which is nuts. No. Um, nuts. It's nuts.
4: And the, but the, the judge, sorry, real quick, the mm-hmm. judge allowed the jury to consider the castle doctrine mm-hmm. in the defense of Amber Geiger,
0: right? Which, which, is, which is that is kind hard. of unusual because you're not actually in your house. But this yeah. is a, a very strange circumstance, and and I, I gave some of the backstory because it is so bizarre and unusual a case, um, and it's a case that was racialized pretty quickly, and that those questions about race lingered with the case and still continue to even the coverage that I saw of it today were describing the circumstance saying white cop black man which I don't know do, that they do, would have would think, have taken pains to, no, to but do, do you think that if that it was a black cop and a black man
1: yeah do you think that that's justified in the sense of that you know it's certainly something to consider consider I mean you're trying to figure out why somebody fires so quickly and so recklessly and the person gets up and not no command, no verbal commands, as far as we know. No stop. Put your hands up. Just open fires, right? And she says she can't see him, but you know, I mean, I don't know how believable that is. But you know, I I, I don't know honestly. I don't you, know because I, I didn't home. study the the, the
0: the 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 case. No, I can't. I can't know. But you, at a, at a minimum, the notion that you show up at your house, someone's in your house who you don't expect to be there. Yeah. You say, come out with your hands up, and. <laughs> I don't know. He had a bowl of ice cream in his hand. Maybe that looked like a weapon to her. Yeah, I mean, that's who can say,
1: um, no, no, in well, the no. Waistband. Listen, what I'm saying yeah. is that it's, I don't think it's odd to introduce race to this at all at all. I think it's completely normal to do it. I don't, we well, can't, certainly normal. It, yeah. Well, yeah. Whether or not we, we like it to be normal, but I've sent you a number of these things, mm-hmm. um, over the years in which this is the objection. And I think to separate this one out, I would actually separate this one out as slightly justified to, to, to talking about it in, in terms of race. Whereas I, you know, there are some things that happen in which the two antagonists are, are of a different, quote, races, you know, like a oh, white guy, like they get in a fight mm-hmm. and it says like, you know, white man, you know, beats up black man or something. And you read the story. I've sent you a million of these mm-hmm. a- and you realize that there's no racial slurs, you know, uttered or anything. And it's the immediate racialization of it in the sense that if you I recommend to people, if you're ever going to get in a fight, make sure that it's, you know. Uh, in your same racial category, because it will immediately be racialized, regardless of whether it is or not. Mm. Cause, and the reason I, I, I don't say that in some sort of you know psychotic, paranoid way, it's just because I've seen it and I keep sending them to Camille, and I'm like, I don't think this has to do anything. I didn't do anything <laughs> with to race. Thank you. No one's ever been accused of saying anything. It's just like a fight. It's just an argument. It's something, right? And you know, uh, you know, the, my my favorite ones were the uh, what were the the names they gave to people who were like calling the police on uh, oh, Becky Becky's or mm-hmm. Nelly's or whatever mm-hmm. they, they were called. <laughs> I don't know. But then my favorite one was the one in Park Slope in, in New York and in, in Brooklyn mm-hmm. of a woman that called, uh, there was a black woman in her vestibule and she called and it was like, white woman calls black. And she was just like, you know, lived in the building or something. Mm-hmm. And nobody can take a few moments to actually wait for the reporting. If such a thing is even necessary such a stupid
2: mm-hmm. story.
1: Um, Cause we presume what it is and it fits the narrative. And we get all excited about it is it the woman herself was Puerto Rican and everyone in the building said she suffered from severe mental illness. Mm -hmm. And that story disappeared. Mm -hmm. But not before, you know, a thousand stories, you know, let a thousand stories bloom for (laughs) the anniversary (laughs) of Mao's revolution. But yeah, so I mean, that way, like, I think this is actually justified. But why do you think this
0: story is justified? Considering if, in fact, she were, say, a black man Uh and she arrived... She, in this case, he arrives home and finds a stranger in their home, or at least believes there's a stranger not their home, home. draws their weapon, walks into the house, insists that they come out and fires and kills this person. That is a story that is entirely believable. I could imagine that story. I could imagine that the same story playing out. With the people being of identical races and gender, of course.
1: I, In which case, I, I, I don't understand it's why true. it's one hundred percent true to be a piece of the It's one hundred percent true, but you can also make the same argument that uh-huh. there's a racial element to it if the shooter and 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 the off duty cop is himself black, right? Because there there's I mean you know this as, as well as I do is that you you can talk to black cops mm-hmm. and I know you've done this and we've, uh-huh, uh-huh. who's who make basically claims about their policing that if they were said by a white cop would be considered racially. So look, but it's still the, the
0: adding race to the conversation Mm -hmm. around this particular case, which is inevitable. All of it. The only reason to do it is because of the supposition that Mm -hmm. this shooting may not have happened. If this man weren't black,
1: I don't think, and this is an important point. I do not think it is a, a consequence of the kind of over racialization of things Mm -hmm. today. I think if this happened in 1964, we'd probably be having a similar conversation. Well, I think. People I mean, were, that was a
0: pretty racialized time. Of, so, of course, yeah.
1: of course. But people were less willing to talk about it in ways that we are now. Now we're willing to talk about it probably too much and uh-huh. just talk about everything in those terms, Um, defaulting to that to be, being the, the reason. So I think that it's, it seems obvious to me that that's something like you can never prove, but say like, mm, I wonder if there was like a Norwegian guy – in her in her home, would she have done the same thing?
3: I followed the story. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, pretty closely when it came out because Reason did a lot of reporting. Jacob Sullivan who lives down mm-hmm. uh, in Texas um, from the beginning, was writing a lot of super skeptical takes on the cop, the police angle, mm-hmm. uh, and just the disgusting uh, smear on the victim with the drug search. And it was gross, and it was yeah. really gross. Um, and so uh, I forget. Exactly how much of a national story it became about race. It certainly was uh, was part of the story. But a lot of it was like gross uh, police uh, uh, kind of uh, protecting their own. But then importantly, uh, because it's something that Camille, you emphasized, but we've talked about a lot here. Um, you know, uh, a lot of what we end up talking about in racial terms would be better described in power terms of mm-hmm. uh, you have people who wield power have kind of de facto or real De jour, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. Prosecutorial immunity—they're used to lying about crap and used to sort of using uh, police labs and all this kind of stuff. And it looked at the beginning of this case that this was going in that direction. Yeah. And at the end of this case, and this is why we're ringing this up—we're not rehashing the whole thing. We're talking about the end, literally the post-sentencing moment in in, in the case. Um, it turned. So the police department stopped going in that direction, and they started saying, "You know what?" Um, uh, uh, or at least the the process the, around the entire case. Um, maybe this woman uh, shouldn't just be you know patted on the head or given some time off. Let's actually try her for murder uh, for making this terrible decision in this moment for doing bad policing mm-hmm. that ended uh, in the loss of a life. And so for me, up until uh, up until you know the. Uh, Literally yesterday or so when there started to be all these kind of weird tweet reactions to this moment that I'll let Camille describe or someone else. um, It was a story about how, like, look, um, we're kind of moving on from that. Like, thankfully, people recognize the usual structure imbalance with power and did something about it. Mm -hmm. Like, how often do you see a cop get tried for an officer involved shooting in which someone dies because the cop made a mistake?
1: It almost do, never do, happens. But here's the thing that Camille's going to leap across the table <laughs> and bite me in the face for. Uh-oh. Do we give Black Lives Matter and similar type groups credit for this in the sense that there is a real... Idea and feeling amongst the police now that this is going to be a bad national story if we don't act. Mm -hmm. Because in in the past, there's a lot of people, they just didn't act, right? And they got away with it. This is why, Mm -hmm. you know, Radley Balco's great reporting on, on police misdeeds and Reason's been doing this. And a lot of people have been doing this for years, but it's kind of like shouting into an empty forest. I mean, no one was really responding. And I think that, you know, whatever you say about the excesses, the rhetorical excesses of the movement, there definitely has been a, a shifted Uh, look at the police, which is a good thing. I'm nodding
0: nodding my head, yes. I think it's the the point of emphasis, however, matters. And I think in this particular case, part of the reason for the emphasis on this story, because stories like this, get lost all the time nationally. People don't pay attention. The reason they paid attention is because of the racial, the racial dynamic perhaps to begin. Mm -hmm. Um, And it might even be the reason for sort of the persistent interest in this story, even Mm -hmm. after the sentence was handed down and the sentence was 10 years. um, I believe she's eligible for probation in five years and she is going to be appealing this decision. Um, There was still protest afterwards. They said the sentence was too light and it has something to do. I saw one of the protesters saying something about the devaluing of black lives um, but the one other thing that has come up as a result of this, which we haven't quite mentioned, is Jean's uh, brother yeah. actually went up on the stand after the sentencing had taken place. And he asked for permission to give the woman who was convicted of murdering his brother a hug. Um, and he said words to the effect of, I don't want you to go to prison for 10 years. I, I And he essentially forgives her. Um, perhaps not... Complete uh, forgiveness. I don't know. There seemed to be his mom had some some words uh, about this saying that, you know, this wasn't absolution, Um, Mm -hmm. but it was him deciding that he wasn't going to carry around all of the 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 animosity in his heart towards her. It was
1: also a a place to proselytize too. she he you know. mm -hmm you know, said, please accept Jesus too. So yeah. there, there's that element. Of yeah, there. but it was, but
0: at, at a minimum, the judge it was a,
4: invoked a Bible as well.
0: Right. Well, the judge also hugged her and invoked the Bible. But what, what you got out of it, when I saw the video of this, this embrace, like it was a, it was emotional. Yeah. Like it's hard to watch sure, it and to not sure. feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. by just how profoundly these families have been impacted. Her family, his family, the murder victim's family, the yeah. brother, um, the mom, everyone was impacted. And, and for a moment there, it was just people hugging in the midst of this awful maelstrom. And that's that's what I took away from it. Yeah. But the <laughs> response online, uh, and in some cases in published pieces at various websites that will perhaps go unnamed, I'm not going to name them, because quite frankly, I couldn't bring myself to read them, um, was just this really gross it seems crass um assertion that something was wrong with this black man who was granting this this person who he should be angry with um a bit of grace and suggesting hey i i don't hate you i i forgive you and i appreciate that you're suffering too and um they thought that this in and of itself was objectionable.
1: Uh, It's gross, And
0: I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm disturbed by it. And someone else who's actually read some of those objections. I mean, I read some of the tweets,
1: but I just, yeah, I saw the tweets and I just just, say this is that, is that, you know, I think it'd be an emotional moment to watch if the brother came and soliloquized about how horrible the woman was Mm -hmm. and how she had ruined his life and Mm -hmm. changed his Mm -hmm. life. And I think we'd be emotional that way too. And I think it's really there's something really kind of perverse about trying to direct somebody's grief because of your own politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's also the the kind of persistence in, in in a triumph in a way of anger as the only form of reaction mm. to s- tragedies like this. Yeah. And you know, I, I just you know, you can invoke so many civil rights leaders in the past who did not. Uh, embrace anger, and were overtaken by people who did. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the the black nationalism, the Panthers, and things like that mm. were, you know, overwhelming SNCC by the end of the, by the end of the uh, '60s. So yeah, I just think this is obviously, you know, when you're online all the time, it's obviously where this is festering. I mean, Anthony said he saw something similar on CNN, but it migrates from online to CNN. Yeah, taking this line should he forgive her. Who are you to say that? Mm -hmm. Who are you to even ask that question? You have no business intruding upon somebody's grief because it doesn't mesh with your own politics. Mm -hmm. It's gross.
3: There's, uh, I saw Professor Anthea Butler, um, Richard Benjamin, Rich Benjamin, um, uh, among others, using language along the lines of like, oh, yeah, so, you know, white Jesus, uh, you know, wins again. Uh, and I don't even know. And, I know what that means. Yeah, uh, and uh, again, we're devaluing uh, black bodies. What 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 hurts the brain in, in trying to process that is that it's an individual making individual decisions and reactions about grief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, and this is not nothing. I mean, this is some of you people here were raised in churches. Um. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, the other two boys are the ones who are like, we're seriously in there. I'm going to start doing Latin. Uh, <laughs> but like forgiveness is a sacrament and it's the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like getting married. I mean, it's, it's hard to land one. Uh, <laughs> it's, actually the, it's actually one. the whole
4: game right? uh, when, when it comes to like Christianity. It's forgiveness. Yeah. Like
3: it, it's a big, heavy thing. and. To take well, a person who this is the only time this person's ever going to be in the public eye, probably uh, you know, and it's for a horrifying reason, mm. and to take this act of charity um, and just an, an act of like whatever the hell, I mean, God knows how any of us would respond in a moment of high, horrifying grief and stress. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I, think I could do that. I don't. I could even be that. in no. the camera. Like no, I, I'd, no. I'd be wailing with with like crazy grief. I don't. I don't even. No. You know, we can't. We can't even picture it. And so to intrude on an individual's individualistic response like that is so gross. I mean you really and, – and you're doing it in such a way where, where that can be found. Yeah. It's not like – I mean you you are a, you're a professor of something. You're a blue check mark, a commentator about whatever. You're a comedian. And so uh, when that person Googles his or her name or, or a sister's name or whatever, brother's name, um, they're going to find that. What a what a monstrously callous thing to do. Yeah. Like allow people to have their grief in their own way. And people are going to respond to grief in bizarre ways that make no sense to us. Great. They're doing yeah. their own thing with grief that you don't have and you don't you're not doing it publicly.
1: I, I think that, that I'm sure I can I can't speculate. much like the nanosecond that she decided to do that. I can't get into it and I can't get into his head. Um, they can both explain it later and you have to believe them. But I suspect, you know, his feeling in this is that nanosecond is realizing this woman made a horrific mistake and 10 years of her life are gone and the other guy's life is completely gone. I mean, it's just, everything about it is horrible and tragic. And I don't, It doesn't really, you have to do really bad stuff for me to like really relish you going away into the horrible American penal system for 10 years. I mean, I don't like, it's just every time. I mean, even if it's a bad person, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I can't, I just put, you always just do that thing where you put yourself in that person's shoes. But I imagine that that's probably the baseline of, of, of this person's forgiveness, his brother's forgiveness. And at, at the same time is that rather than, it's so odd that somebody would do that. Everyone on this table just said they couldn't do it or couldn't do it that quickly. And, you know, there is some, there's some, you know, I think there was a documentary I saw on PBS on Frontline about, was it uh, Abdul Magrahi, I think was his name was the guy that was convicted of the Lockerbie bomb. Mm. And one of the guy, the victim's brothers went, saw him while he was dying and he was lying in his bed wow. and well visit. And, and, you know, there's some like after that amount of time, uh, it's a pretty interesting dog, by the way, it's a two parter. But, you know, he, he, after that amount of time you understand it but but, but this is like a, a you know a story about a two year old playing violin. You're like, holy cow, that's so rare. You know, that it's it's like leading it was like the leading story in the BBC today. I mean the BBC. It was like that was the top story. And that's cause that's how odd it is. And to take that sort of thing, which I think is a positive thing in a way. I'm not willing to I wouldn't be capable of doing that, but it's a positive thing and we should kind of, you know, celebrate people who try and do. Um to just you know, heaps going on them. It's like, geez, right now? Seriously? Good God. The guy lost his brother. The guy's in, you know, emotional mess, I'm sure, through the sentencing process.
3: And I think there's also, like, there's something about the American system, uh, criminal justice system, where there's too much finality of judgment. Mm -hmm. There's way too many officer-involved shootings and furtive gestures at the waistband that just don't happen elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, There's too much violence still, even though it's way the hell down, Mm -hmm. in places like New York City and there's too much sentencing to everything you know we saw this with the the stupid you know felicity huffman and USC and, and admission scandals. There are the people howling for bloodlust. For, for more. For more sentencing. More mm-hmm. sentencing which everywhere. Is, which
0: is insane to me.
4: Maxine like, Waters called for uh, uh, Trump to be put in solitary confinement. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, no, y- yesterday. Ha-
1: ha- having previously denounced someone being in solitary confinement, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And someone
3: else. Well, different standard for Donald Trump. Someone is else quite advocated yeah. He's uh, orange. Uh, torture, <laughs> I think, uh, for Donald Trump, too. Someone in a position is that right? of power this, this, uh, this week. Whether it was in Congress or a, a leading media figure, like torture, that's, like, that's responsible. What we need to, to do here? No, I mean, like it's not. And 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 I, I you know, I'm not refuting it. It's a uh-huh. um, wartime uh,
4: bunker mentality.
3: No, uh, yeah, and and people can't unclench. I mean, the the closest <laughs> times that I, that I ever get to being ratioed on Twitter is whenever I suggest, uh, and I don't do it that often, when uh, a famous person um, who has done a victimless crime. Or is accused of it. I suggest that maybe they shouldn't go to jail. Like people want to, like just jump through. The telephone lines that don't exist anymore and rip my lungs out. Uh, like uh, when uh, the stupid uh, Patriots owner was getting handy at the uh, massage parlor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of
1: disappeared, didn't
3: it? It sure did. Because yeah. it was bullshit. Yeah, yeah it was uh, bullshit yeah. uh, from the, from the, from the get go. or Felicity He was Hopper. getting a handy, though. He was, me? but it was
4: a statewide operation. Statewide operation for human trafficking, and not a single instance of human trafficking was found. Yeah. Which, which, because as <laughs> uh,
1: your colleague like Elizabeth Nolan Brown likes to point out, every, they, everything's human trafficking at a certain point. Mm -hmm. they just classify all this because you know for the for those of us who don't read about this stuff often and don't cover it it's i picture like people in cages and like you know they're they're, people let them out you you have to
0: wonder with a massive failure like that like a huge statewide program to try and get these people and to liberate women who are being held against their will in a circumstance like this when your dragnet totally fails to like capture or help anyone doesn't liberate them from that circumstance i wonder how many people lost their jobs zero I and didn't they end up
4: leaking like the video they no they they, they wanted to release it a judge forbade it
0: yeah but yeah. the but the video did end up leaking i don't know about i that. don't think no. so I, 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 no. it, it would have that would
4: have no. it would have been on deadspin yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i thought i saw i thought i saw reports that it leaked but in either case Rancid.com. like mm-hmm. it seems sufficiently bad that like someone like should Someone should get in trouble.
4: Sure, I mean, but they, they, they had their press conference. They had their their big. They got Bob Craft, a billionaire Patriots owner. They, they, they that stuff will never be uh, forgotten. That's yeah. you can't unring that bell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's also the thing is that these types of things happen all the time. And provided they're supposedly paid you mean, with ten, good intentions. Jobs and in massage parlors? Well, no, there's statewide things that turn out to be nothing. Well, both I mean, things happen, wrong. I mean, it doesn't no, matter. Like, I mean, you know, I, not to, to to bang on this drum, and I won't go down this road, but like, you know, Massachusetts banning fucking e cigarettes is like, everyone's like, well, it's <laughs> I for the kids. Knew it was coming. For the kids. <laughs> the kids are good. And like, oh, we don't like human trafficking. That's good. It was a total disaster. And it's like unconstitutional and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's fine. Because th- 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 their parts were in the right place. Mm-hmm. That excuses mm-hmm. a lot of bad behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: The, the the heart's in the right place apology. It's, it's like love, uh, uh, love means never having to say you're sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Heart in your right place, destroying people's lives, using the power of the state, never – Never have to say you're sorry.
0: Speaking of hearts in the right place, nice. uh, Nice. My Trump Trump Ukraine (laughs) transition because he just wanted to get to the bottom of that (laughs) whole Biden situation. (laughs) Obviously, you know someone someone, um, and I I probably shouldn't do this. This is like one person on Twitter um, who suggested that I I really I I hosed my introduction to this thing last week because I was giving out Republican talking points when I (laughs) made assertions when the shoe about. <laughs> <laughs> about So who's my who's the new guy I'm gonna start following? Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> it's Justin um, no, just Amash. I, I I'm really just don't I really don't <laughs>
0: think that's the case. Um but the, the 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 mess, the drama surrounding the President of the United States um, and this you're that a libertarian, Camille. You disagree
1: call. with Justin Amash and Judge Napolitano. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. actually, we haven't even gotten to that part. Yeah, yet.
0: Um, he's all about Rand Paul. But These this drama, weird. but this drama continues to unfold. Um, the impeachment train, or at least the train that may eventually get to impeachment, where they're beginning to subpoena people and ask questions, um, continues to roll on. And the president, defiant as fuck today, in oppressor, presser. Um, talking uh actually this wasn't a was presser today there was a presser earlier but that was something else but today on his way out of the white house yeah. is talking to uh, journalists outside disagree with your and, characterization. this already what's that i disagree with your characterization this already that he was talking to journalists on his way out of the white house he
1: wasn't defiant this was a very very orchestrated political thing that it, he's trying very to get, very orchestrated. yes Okay. He's trying to convey uh, that this is so normal that I'll say it again in public. <laughs> I don't need, I'm saying, you think it's secret? I will say it with so a new still, country. That could still be defiant. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not defiant. It's it's not. It's like these guys, there's like nine guys. I think if defiant is like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go out there. Gonna, this is like, this is nine guys <laughs> wargaming this like, oh, this president. Here's like, you go out there and I, you do it again. And now you're and contradicting we'll make, the
0: New York Times, we'll be, the New York Times reporting today. Well, what was the New, Times new York Times reporting probably. is about how the president of the president, of the United States. Yeah. There is no impe- counter impeachment strategy coming out of the White House. There's just the president doing whatever the hell he wants to do. Well, is I think is probably that that's probably today. true with a few other people <laughs> trying to kind of quarterback this thing with him, yeah. right?
4: Yeah, but, I, but in I, either case, yeah. I didn't
0: even get to say what yes, he did, <laughs> which is someone asks him a question like, hey, Mr. President, what is it that you wanted the president of Ukraine to actually do in response to your assertion that there was something about Biden that needed to be investigated? He that, well, you know, if he's honest, I want him to look into it. And uh, he went on to say that the Chinese should also be looking into Great. this. Someone asked, sure. have you asked them if they should look into it? He said, no, but we should probably do that.
1: Yes,
3: Um, This Uh, this is very deliberate. And to know that this was followed uh, uh, about two hours ago on CNN by a story that Trump asked President Xi – to do this yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's already been reported yeah so like yeah. yep yeah. he's already mobilized
0: oh my god <laughs> yeah it's yeah.
3: spectacular see that's it that's it he loves yeah. it I'm sorry. Camille loves
0: it. I, I, I do have he to ag- loves I have to acknowledge yes the the circus like it's a little entertaining yeah like every once in a while the clown puts his nose on is like 50 of them in the little car and they pop out it's kind of amusing sometimes you laugh you know it's a trapeze but I, it's I, so it, if
1: this was like an Armando Iannucci show I'd be really Happy but it's actually real life. Camille. <laughs> is, I, it, I, I is it la- real
3: life? I lack well, maybe this, not. I lack this little pleasure center, and maybe it's the, the <laughs> yeah, shoulder topic. <laughs> <either. laughs> um, I lack the G spot that's correlated <laughs> yeah. to a president yeah. uh, actively courting a foreign. Country run by shitheads mm. to um, conduct an investigation uh, of these <laughs> presumed <laughs> political. Abundance. One one's run by a comedian, the other <laughs> one's run by a dictator. So yeah. I, I yeah.
1: don't like it,
3: it's it's so weird. I, and I I think the problem is with me uh, uh, because I don't I I don't see how it's funny. Uh-huh. I don't see how it's clarifying. I, I don't see how it teaches us a lesson about power. I think I don't. It doesn't. It's, I think it's there's a. It's a, a bad president uh-huh. who's acting badly mm-hmm. uh, in a way that shows – demonstrates his uh, continuous unfitness for mm-hmm. the office mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. with a bunch of reporting recently that have come out just this week. Um, and by now, people s- sort of shrug it off because there's a lot of it um, where he's deliberately asking – his um, – and the, the commander, the you know president of, of the United States, the leader of the executive branch, is supposed to faithfully execute all the laws. That's sort of the job description. I mm-hmm. think where he's asked uh, people, uh, go ahead and break the law. Um, uh, well, I don't – seize the land, break the law, mm-hmm. shoot the legs – fill the moat full of snakes, let's do this kind of stuff. So, to have the person who's in charge of faithfully executing the laws telling his underlings repeatedly, and this also came out in the Mueller report, please go ahead and break the law, I don't don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I just, you know, uh, I see he he makes me laugh on on many occasions, Mm because he is kind of funny, he's got Mm -hmm. good timing, I appreciate um, the game, but he's the president. The president shouldn't act this way, and That this president is acting this way right now does not um, somehow uh, lift the wool off my eyes about how previous presidents have acted in different ways, abusing their office of power. And just as I had done back when those presidents were in power at the very time that they were doing this, I said, this is bad and this is bad. Mm -hmm. And it's not just bad. It's terrible. Like, you shouldn't fucking do this. And I'm sorry, man, for cussing. I'm trying not to. But you shouldn't
1: (laughs) do this. It's amazing that your wife even listens. Uh, She (laughs) she has to listen to you at home all the time. Yeah, you know.
0: There's, I won't object to any of the characterization of the president's behavior here. I won't. Um, Last week, I said explicitly I could totally imagine the president of the United States and Giuliani like hatching a scheme to withhold this money and to have, you know, a call with the president of Ukraine saying, Hey, listen, you got to investigate corruption. Just investigate corruption. You want to get the money, investigate corruption, look into this Biden situation. I could imagine that. I could also imagine the president of the United States being the president of the United States. Well, Donald Trump anyways, and just crassly suggesting that you should look into this Biden thing and oh yeah, you should look into this weird conspiracy theory involving the email servers for Hillary Clinton that are totally in Ukraine and him asking for both of those things because he believes it to be the right thing to do and totally legitimate. (laughs) Like he actually thinks that they have these servers, despite the fact that it is an absurd conspiracy theory. Um, I I could believe either one of those narratives and in either case, it's gross that the president is involved in this sort of behavior. That said, when I read the the opinion pieces um, that are coming out this week, like by Susan Rice, where she talks about what it's like to consult with the president before one of these phone calls and all of the ways that, you know, when President Obama is there behind the desk with his phone and his pen and he's getting calls from world leaders, that there's a great deal of consultation that's taking place and sort of thoughtful exchanges about what ought to happen here. The The fact that they can still manage to get things horribly wrong or that they can still manage to do things in a heinous way, even with all of the sort of trappings of respectability surrounding what they do, is I don't know that that makes it that much better for me. And it's certainly true that Donald Trump is unfit and various ways and in various to, to various degrees to be the president of the United States. But one of the points that I think is so important to underscore is the degree to which almost no one is fit for the job and so many people have engaged in conventionally acceptable levels of, sort of dishonest backroom dealing and sort of grotesque profiteering related to serving in various high offices Throughout the throughout the government, whether you're the vice president or the vice president's son who happens to trade on your name and to make fifty thousand dollars a month. Working for uh, a foreign energy company, well, both things are ask, grotesque, is, and there's yeah. not a there's not a false equivalence in talking no, there's about just, there's just a yeah, in talking about it's just both a yeah, but my question it's, about, it's, it's, it's not it's is not a even yeah. a, it's, it's not even absolutely a, it's, a yeah, but you I'm, telling yad, you, I'm and saying, you butted, <laughs> yeah, but too. I'm, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a yeah, fucking yeah, but it's, it's yeah. yeah and it's both things. Okay, I think Donald Trump say it's yeah, and
3: it's and it's again. I don't remember you. It's to reject one thing. I don't remember you during the illegal overthrow of the Gaddafi regime yeah anding obama saying you know what but you know uh, george w bush went to war in iraq so i mean let's let's not get too excited about this a war that some of us here supported and some of us didn't um i don't remember you yeah anding there why are we only yeah anding at trump this is this weird I, it's we're not, giving him it's extra not only, credit for being it's a not bigger only, douche it's not only yeah
0: ending at trump i think what it is in in many respects is the substances overreaction to Donald Trump without taking into account the various ways that his predecessors have also been awful.
1: And and with respect to similar categories of misbehavior, let's look at this in two ways. Number one, you're right about the sense that everyone's going to be partisan. And you know, If you are, you know, pod save, you know, Massachusetts or whatever the fuck the name of this, (laughs) then you're going to think this is the worst thing ever and Obama Mm -hmm. screws up. You're not going to. Right. That's that's pretty obvious and pretty plain. But there's one of degree, too. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, keep in mind that this is a president that the way he handles things, you know, Susan Rice can say we have enormous amount of deliberation and people come in from state and people come in from all these different places in the government and talk this stuff through. And they can still get it wrong. And you're absolutely right about Mm -hmm. that. But it's a matter of how wrong you can get it. Sure. I mean, and I think at this point, this is a man who, for instance, decided to not, you know, decided his Afghanistan policy because he saw a picture of girls in pants in the 1970s. Yeah. This is a man who's persuaded by picture books. About the country, and he's like, "Yeah, this is. We're gonna keep troops there because I, we want to. We want to have the ladies in the pants again." I'm like, "Wait, what? Is that real? Did that really fucking happen? The ladies in the pants? That's uh-huh. what we're getting." Yeah. and then he's like, "And then he's like, uh, At last hour." There's a good there's a good piece in the New York Times about this decided to call off a strike on Iran. Yeah. And they were like it was confounded the people around him. This is dangerous. I mean, like, you know, Obama, I'm not defending anything Obama did foreign policy wise. Uh but But Obama doing this, I think that they look a little further down the line to see, like, you know what? Here's a few problems I see with this, right? And, you know, d- do they get it right? Of course they don't. But there, there's something bananas about how it happens now. You know, look. You know, imagine this. Mm-hmm. Totally speculative. Imagine Donald Trump on 9-11. Uh, I mean, Iraq would have been, been an occupied if he had somebody like Cheney or Rumsfeld around, mm-hmm, you know, particularly mm-hmm. Cheney. It would have been occupied, Baghdad would have been occupied on November 1st, 2001, right? This is a man who would... You know, put his finger out the window, g- gauge the wind, mm-hmm. and the wind was, you know, patriotic bloodlusty, right. and he would have done bananas things, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. I mean, I think that's probably fairly obvious. And he's not a guy who's anti-interventionist, right? His instincts and sort of middle grounds and stuff that you, you could take or leave doesn't really affect American foreign policy or the, the, the American domestic policy too right. much. Does it really affect the American homeland so much? He'll go you know, either way on that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he will throw 75 Tomahawk missiles into to Syria and then be like, "Yeah, we'll see what happens, right? And then he'll get this close to, to literally a shooting war with Iran literally over a down drone, and then say, well, I don't know, maybe we won't do that. That is terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying. He's, but, he is, but
3: he didn't shoot. I he, mean, did, look, he didn't shoot, but, but, but,
1: but you know what? I don't trust that next time that he won't, because he got that far down the road. He it wasn't playing 4D chess. Mm-hmm. He just was kind of had a little weird thought. He's, he's
0: imprudent. He's incautious. He's erratic. And, he, and he's dumb. He's and, erratic and, and stupid. And that is a very dangerous combination. And he's just, All he's, he's, of he's that erratic said, and stupid I and think surrounded think by sycophants. What Donald Trump is is he is the best the world's best advertisement for constraints on the office and the world's best advertisement for insisting that members of Congress happen, do their job it, it may never happen but quite frankly i can't think of a brighter flashing orb for people who are unaware of just how severe a problem this is for them to not wake the hell up and say oh you know what maybe it is a bad Come idea me. for one you, person I got, tell, I got something for you yeah, I, got I got something, something for you, you.
1: Today, Donald Trump issued an executive order about private insurance companies and Medicare. I I didn't read uh, too deeply on it. Remember that the abuse of power under George W. Bush, particularly executive power, the accrual of power Mm -hmm. in the executive, and just writing these things off and John Hughes rubber stamping them and everything. Sure. What that did was made Obama say, I can do that better. Because I'm a good guy and he's a bad guy, so <laughs> sure. I'm going to do more. And then Donald Trump's doing more than that. So but he, nobody's learned. But learning. he wrote.
0: But he wrote into office
3: talking about constraining executive
0: he power. He did. The, but the no, degree, but the,
3: note that nobody else is now. That's the I problem. You. With your theory going into this the election, I,
0: as I told you, this is a, what Got I said a going into the election. What you, I said you, going into and, the and going into time the presidency. The, time out. What? That's what it's the same period, Fisher. Mm-hmm. What I said. What I said is that. The the possible silver lining here, however frigging unlikely, is that people see the horrible odiousness of President Trump and see the loaded weapon that the Obama administration left there for him to use, which is the supercharged executive and say to they themselves, you not know what? To use, Absolutely. Yeah. And say to themselves, you know what? this is a bad idea. We should do something about this. And, and, so, and it's absolutely true it's that most theory. people have come. Most people have completely overlooked it. It doesn't, however, preclude me from making the point over and over again that that is the fundamental problem. It just not shows Donald, me, Trump's, what to lie not, about. Donald Trump's insanity. But the fundamental problem isn't that we need a return to the sanity of the Obama administration. The fundamental problem that needs to be addressed is that we have to constrain the
3: executive because I agree we with simply
0: you. cannot have a system I, that is
3: this vulnerable. I agree with you on need. What I disagree with you uh, then and no, now I think we do. Mm-hmm. Nobody has come to this conclusion. No,
0: no one has come to this yeah. conclusion. It's amazing. And in, it's actually and some, striking. And in some it's... respects, I think it's 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 even it's even worse than i than I could have suspected. Like for the downside risk to be, because what's disappointed me most is the journalistic establishment's response to Donald Trump, and what disappoints me frequently, regularly, like today, I was looking at Axios and I was looking at uh, sort of a true false breakdown of the the. President's claims against sort of the Biden family, and it was uh, true. Beginning in 2014, Hunter Biden served on the board of Ukrainian Air oil company, getting about fifty thousand dollars per month. True, uh, Joe Biden and Obama administration point was the Obama administration's point man from 2014 to 2016 in Ukraine. And true, then Vice President did tell the Ukrainian leader to fire Prosecutor General Viktor um, is- Shokin. 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 Doesn't matter. Pronounce it for me, Moynihan. Shokan. Is it Chokin? Yeah. I'll take Chokin. That's fine. Um, to get $1 billion in US aid, according to a version of Biden himself told in 2018. But the false is that there's evidence Joe Biden committed corruption of any sort in Ukraine, as Trump alleges. What bothers me is not so much that it's certainly true that we don't have any evidence that Biden was doing something to benefit his son. In fact, There is a fair amount of evidence that, in some respects, getting this person fired and putting in a more stringent regime to actually look for corruption might have been more difficult for his son, who was still working in Ukraine at the time. But the appearance of evil, that sort of crude circumstance that we found ourselves in with the vice president of the United States working um, on behalf of the United States, trying to straighten things out in Ukraine, and his son— earning $50,000 a month working for uh, an energy company there in the country, the, the grossness there is something that doesn't warrant scrutiny. And it does warrant scrutiny.
1: Of course it does. I, and, I, and it's not enough
0: to I, say false. There's no evidence that Joe Biden did any of the bad things Donald Trump says. If Donald Trump says this should be investigated, What's the bad
1: thing, exactly? But there's no, no investigation going on. There's no current investigation I, right now. I'm with you. Yeah. I agree. But so, that's but that's the point. But, to to suggest that... Why? But to so, suggest... But you need somebody... You cannot were, were launch... What are Were we on. offering the same caveats hold during on. the hold entire, like, on.
0: all of the reporting related to the hold Russia on. scandal?
1: You cannot... I don't think well, so. Well, no, I've been critical of that on this very show. But that's me. the point that I'm but making. you cannot, like, launch an investigation... On the insane mutterings of this fanatical jerk-off president. I completely because agree. Because I'll tell you what, if you see, you know, Hunter Biden's going to get screwed over by this, you know, this, this prosecutor, we're going to fire him. And he'll deserve it. And he'll deserve it, right? And that's why they get said to fire him. That is absolute hogwash. From what we know, that is hogwash, right? There was no open investigation at the time, number mm-hmm. one. The, the, uh, the American ambassador appointed by Obama in Ukraine mm-hmm. was calling for this man to be fired right and he was calling for this man to be fired a long time before any of this stuff happened sure and he was doing it in concert with the um eu with i think the wto had something about it there's all these organizations that if so i'll tell you what you should do do a time limited search of the prosecutor's name in that period of time you'll find thousands of articles about it there were people in ukraine yeah yeah out on the streets protesting this man. there were his subordinates that were getting caught with diamonds mm-hmm. that they were mm-hmm. stealing. There was nobody from the Maidan protest being prosecuted.
0: There's reason right? to believe he wouldn't have wanted to, un, to, to discover
1: this any of is the corruption. This guy is fucking crooked as all hell. Sure. That, you know he's not going to investigate these guys yes. my, my guess you know you could, you could give him a bag of diamonds and it'd go away but this is something that existed before right yeah. this was something that every country was very very irritated about and say so you got to get rid of this guy and particularly because you do not want somebody who's sort of vaguely sympathetic to you know the previous administration the previous regime that was pro-Russian being in there when Russia's becoming a huge problem for the West right mm-hmm. they want these people cleared up that's why it's so important to them that's why they're like get this guy out of there soon Mm -hmm. because we need those people out of the the corridors of power in ukraine that's why they're doing it it's not because they care about you know corruption in ukraine ukraine from top down is unbelievably corrupt right Mm-hmm. And, you know, these other things that we've done in the past in those regions like Georgia, Mikhail Saakashvili won because the whole thing is about corruption. Corruption in those regions is everything. It's every breath when you talk about politics is talking about corruption, mm-hmm. right? So this is not... It, you look at this stuff from a UK, or Ukrainian perspective, it doesn't make any sense. It literally makes no sense. So when the, Donald Trump says, well, I'm, I'm actually withholding money, um, never told anyone this, but I'm withholding money because I'm worried about corruption. Right. In the call, mm-hmm. in the readout that we have, there's no mention of corruption. What's he talking about? Which corruption is he upset with? Tell me. I'd love to know. I mean, I, it doesn't well, mean... There that, is you, a mention you, I, of
0: corruption. It's to Joe Biden.
1: If precisely. That's it. Precisely. There's That's the no, only mention of corruption. The idea that it's u- Ukrainian corruption yeah. and a guy that probably before they had this call... They, you know, took the white jacket off of him and pointed <laughs> to Ukraine on a map. And he was like, oh, that's the place. That's good. And then he's like, today, he's like, no, no, the call was super nice. I was congratulating him on his victory. Again, it was a parliamentary victory. His victory <laughs> as president was before. that. He just does not know what's going on.
0: And the subsequent re- reporting is actually more damaging. Like the reports that suggest that um, Mike Pence was instructed to go to the Ukrainian president to go and talk to them and insist that, if they want to get this money, they need to root out corruption.
1: They like, know exactly what they're talking about.
0: That that Mike Pence is essentially the, – the reporting also suggests that Mike Pence and his people are saying that he had no – he wasn't privy to the details yeah. of the yeah. conversation that Donald Trump had, but neither case was still telling them, yeah. hey, corruption is really bad. You need to root it out if you want to get this money, yeah. that there's some subtext there. It's damning. It It actually makes me – Far more likely to believe the narrative that Donald Trump but you see the people was trying to
1: engineer.
0: See an his defenders
1: here. when they when you have this thing of like, well, there's no smoking up I mean, Of course, it's not. I mean, this investigation this started. It doesn't mm-hmm. smell right. But like, oh, he's talking about corruption. He's not talking about this. He, you know, Pence doesn't say anything specific. Yeah, yeah. These are the people that, if they listen to a mafia phone tap from the 70s, <laughs> would be like, No, he's talking about bags of bananas. He's yeah. like, Yeah, you bring the 300 bags of bananas. I mean, like, they're ta- is they talking about money, guys. But it's, like, but no, it's no. still, it's still he's pretty speculative. He's talking about bananas. Right? I mean, it is speculative. Yeah. But all signs right now point in one particular direction. And it's
3: not speculative that, as Justin Namash pointed out today on Twitter, the president is using the power of his office to suggest to important. People in the world. Yes. Please investigate my political enemies. Absolutely. That that's wrong. And it, it's wrong agreed. in a way that doesn't tell us anything about Barack Obama. It yeah. really like Barack Obama has nothing to do with that wrongness. Mm-hmm. You know, the wrongness of uh, familial uh, corruption, which is totally wrong. Like mm-hmm. Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. My God, what a scumbag piece of garbage and every not every that's wrong sorry but many families in politics who've been in politics for as long as joe biden i think of jerry brown's family and i'm going to be non-specific here because i Mm. know who i'm talking about Mm. but people who are extended members of jerry brown's family (laughs) have been on a whole lot of boards in their lives so many boards (laughs) suddenly it's really interesting to be on this corporate board to be on this like public commission that Uh does uh whatever the hell it is a growth i mean the clinton foundation how many hundreds of Jeez, millions yeah. of dollars unbelievable uh, yeah. Like it's really oh it's it's like corruption. It's astonishing. ross yeah. dude hat had had a uh and I would, it, <laughs> I i'm know. i'm good in that i didn't pronounce it the way i usually do you um, literally
1: just said dude ross hat. Dude, dude hat, hat. <laughs> dude
3: hat hey, i love dude. it that's actually um, yeah. a great name yeah ross. what's up dude hat dude hat, dude yeah, hat the new Pope had hat. a uh a, a column about this which i think uh made a lot of great points i disagreed With uh, elements of it, but I I won't get into that right now. Um, But that sort of talked about that like there's always been this really existing Mm -hmm. corruption built Mm -hmm. in, and we're supposed to be okay with it. We shouldn't be okay. He's right about that, Um, and he's also right, and not even uh, right enough. That wow, can you imagine a a, a less perfect vehicle for uh, addressing that corruption than someone? who literally put up a hotel across the street from the fucking White House <laughs> with his name on it that's run by his kids. That's brought, I mean, it's nuts. This is not an equivalent thing. This is not even a yeah and thing. We're seeing new levels of that. And to address your point, kind of going in, the, in an opposite direction, uh, Moynihan, about foreign policy – uh, I think there's this this really horrible, stupid, world-weary faux sophistication of saying, well, you know, just we're all exposing the real ugly power structures here. And so, you know, great. Uh, thank you. May I have another kind of thing? Like, no. Uh, many of the same people who will say Trump is just doing what everyone else has done before will, in their next breath, say that, Actually, Trump is better than what came before when it comes to, I don't know, appointing judges or going after deregulation or this or that little boutique issue mm-hmm. in which he's good or pleasing to their ears. Um, so, like, pick pick one, because it's not both. Right. It's not it's not like the fourth term of, of George W. Bush or whatever the hell you're, you're going to posit. It's not. It's he actually does things in a different way, including base familial corruption. I mean, yes, okay, you know, John F. Kennedy appointed his brother to be attorney general. Right. That was mm-hmm. garbage. He yeah. shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you looked at Jared and Ivanka lately? Like, they have a lot of power. And even they... <laughs> it's
1: amazing that this is an issue. The familial corruption is what he's going on. I mean, like, look, when when I made the joke about Mark Sanford running, uh, you know, primarying Trump, the joke was, of course, that, you know, he's the only person he can primary that's not good, could actually not reasonably bring up the Appalachian Trail, right? Because sure he's can. done a thousand times, and he did, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. On Twitter immediately, right? I mean,
0: that's that's the part it, it, that's, like, spectacularly amusing to me on some level. You're smiling, Matt. But I'll tell you, know, you what, it's Camille, brazen in a way that's, Camille, like,
1: astonishing. Camille, every fucking Trump supporter out there needs to get it. Someone needs to sit down with them uh-huh. and say, if you don't realize this already, some of them probably do, is that you're being had. Because at the beginning of this campaign, uh-huh. this was not... When he said I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I'd gain <laughs> voters, he was making fun of his supporters. Yeah. He was – these credulous morons will vote for me no matter what. So what do we have here? We have the swampiest shit in the world. So we're talking about Biden's swamp? Oh, dear. No, 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 no. You're not paying attention, guys, because guess what's happening? We're starting to get into the Giuliani swamp now. And Giuliani is, is c- collecting checks from Ukraine as a cybersecurity, totally. cyberterrorism totally, expert. Totally, totally. It's absolute nonsense. He this on a is. Once. I mean, he turned out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he turned out. He played Doom once by mistake. Yeah. This is. I mean, so there's all of these people, and you look at. There was some story I didn't read it. Uh, I saw the headline on the, on the subway about Giuliani communicating with Manafort in prison. Yeah, is that right? I, I didn't. see So, that so yes. yes, I mean, God. this yes. is like fetid swamp shit, right? And you said, you know, well, you know, the executive power thing. Obama came in. You're true, right about this. He came in saying he wasn't going to do that, right? He was going to wrest that power from the executive, uh-huh. and blah blah, blah. He did more. Donald Trump did the same thing. But he did it he did it with swamp politics, yeah. right? You know, his son and I mean his son is right next to him, a son-in-law, whispering in his ear, not Barron, that'd be great if it was barren, On Barron solves the Israel-Palestine. wearing,
3: like, Metallica shirts or, or something? Oh, really? Like oh, yeah.
1: Oh, he's going to be different, yeah. isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to be different, yeah. isn't he? Are they yeah, they're not, not allowed Let's to talk it. about kids, though. <laughs> he's going to be, no, be punk we shouldn't rock. We shouldn't. Um, I didn't say anything bad. I didn't I didn't, say anything you he said he'd be punk rock. Um, but, but, you know, you have the kids, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, I knew some people that were in the Middle East with them. While they were doing this stuff, Baron uh, with Baron, <laughs> uh, I know Baron's nanny. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. Uh, she's she, tall. Uh, she's about six foot four. Ooh. <laughs> she's from Latvia. Oh boy, uh, she <laughs> is an oil oligarch. <laughs> <laughs> I just filed a Farah <laughs> report. <laughs> Uh, so that I was the walk of shame. Okay. By, by, by the way, <laughs> the, the best sandwich. The best thing is. <laughs> that's what we're calling yeah, it. Yeah. What, what do you talk about? Sandwich. What is sandwich? I don't like sandwiches, right? I come from the sandwich. Nice
4: <laughs> Lat, Latvian. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> lovely.
1: I'm like, what is it? Fucking mince She said, like, no, that's Belarus. I'm like, you know, why are you bothering me this early in the morning? Seriously, what are you doing? Going through her purse. Um, <laughs> give me clonopin I don't know Klonopins. Like um, <laughs> I got a blank pill. That's good. Okay. But but by the way, today I was going through Faro stuff uh, with a, a, another journalist. We were talking about some of these Ukrainian Shell Companies. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you go out there into the uh, .gov, you can look at all these Foreign mm-hmm. Agent Registration Act uh, filings. Mm-hmm. And all of them have supplemental material, which means that they didn't file enough, and they were assigned All asked... signed,
3: Mike Goldfarb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's Georgia. We can talk about that later. Um, but uh, there's one shell company which they had to file a supplemental material because you can't file a shell company as, as a, a FARA, And it went from Wyoming to Southern California, And then the woman in Southern California was this woman from Belarus, and we got all this information on Nexus about her. And the only stuff that was registered with the state of California was a cosmetology license. Erdogan. and i found her um instagram which has recently been locked but there's ways of getting around certain old instagram- and it's just pictures of her like insanely hot daughter it's like what <laughs> is going on and this is this is like we're recording this i i know i know <laughs> dude it wasn't me i'm not the one doing this i'm no, you're just the one just trying to be involved forest. in it yeah and like this is the swampiest stuff in the world right and like you follow this stuff, and all this stuff is during trump time for for uh ukraine look i have seen this in post-soviet Places and sort of post Putin places, too, where these republics have wanted to get away from uh, Moscow's control. And they go to DC with buckets full of cash. And I've been on something, I've been on one of these trips actually, and it's pretty interesting, right? And these guys make a ton of money on it. And, you know, what are they buying? So, what I mean, no one's asking, what are they buying? Look at the other people on this board. Have you looked at the other people on the board of the, the oil company in Russia? This is pretty interesting, right? Who's there? I, look, I, put it th- put it this way: the Russian state oil company, right? The biggest, the biggest scandal in that was never reported. It wasn't reported, but nobody cared. I think it was Yukos or Rossnet, I think it was Yukos. But the uh, man on the board running the board, Gerhard Schroeder. Nobody, nobody even pays attention. Former,
4: former chancellor,
1: former chancellor of of Germany. Yes, I mean a long segment
3: of Ostpolitik.
1: Exactly. I mean, well, that yeah, but you have you have yeah, that goes back to Willy Brandt and all that stuff. But it's like, but his openings to Russia, and of course, you know, the Russians can turn the spigot off and punish Western Europe, et cetera. And now he's sitting on the board. It's everywhere. It's not Donald Trump's Washington. It is, it is Bonn, Berlin. It's not Bonn anymore. Sadly, it's Prague and Budapest. Prague right? and Budapest.
0: It's crazy. You said something earlier that Donald Trump supporters need to be sat down and mm-hmm. they need to be leveled with. You've yeah. been had. You've, you've been lied yeah. to. You've been yeah. taken advantage of. You've been duped. Here.
1: I only say that because I well, think they're dumb. I just think it's like if no, people aren't paying attention. I hear you.
0: So here's the question for Obama supporters who believed – That they – yes, they could and that they were the ones that they had been waiting for um, and that this was the president who was going to give us the most transparent administration in history, who was going to respect whistleblowers, who was finally going to do something about the the domestic surveillance programs that were taking place, who was going to reel in all of these dumb wars – um, who was finally going to give gitmo. us, yeah, he was going to give us a government we could be proud of again. And he failed to deliver on those promises in profound yeah. and significant ways. He managed to do it without being a grotesque buffoon. He managed to do it with a bit of class and occasionally a tan suit and some great jokes about killing people with drones who happen to be in boy bands who might be calling his daughters, mm-hmm. um, did that and
1: happen? <laughs> yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Boy bands?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, What one? was the, the band? Jonas Brothers. I was going to say uh, Hanson. Yeah. So i dating myself. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Can I
1: get, can I get a little, little time out here? He droned one of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, I didn't.
0: He, he made a, he made Beck a joke
1: about droning. ABC... Oh yeah, fine. That's May, a good May, joke. May, <laughs> May... Honestly, as a father of a daughter, I fucking drone the. You... I, dr- I drone like eight year olds right now. May, well, <laughs>
4: May twenty <May> ten. <laughs> Sasha and Malia are huge fans, but boys, don't get any ideas. Two two words for you: Predator drones. Which, yeah, you will never yeah see which is totally cover. agree.
0: Which is, which is a totally cool joke for you to make. Yeah, totally. because you have never used Predator yeah. drones to kill anyone. Well, including a 13 year old American citizen. He was
3: 16. Come 16.
0: On. Yeah. Fine. You're right. That makes you know it what you a know, little I yeah. say I'll it say. does. I'm just gonna... genuinely.
1: When I was 16, <laughs> uh, I, and my brother was 16, actually, he you ran. totally he, had it he, coming. He, no, he ran away. Yeah. He ran away from home. <laughs> I'm Anwar Al Awlaki's kid should have been like, I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, I'm going to go to Yemen. Well, you eh, know what? Ton, not a ton of sympathy for him. Well, when well, well, you finally <laughs> wow. manage to get around to asking questions about
0: that, you'll learn that you should have had a better dad. That is the I, well, answer. I mean I'm I just think, I'm yes. just saying what about those people? Who sits That's those amazing. people down to level with them Almost and say, nobody. "You know what? You were fucking duped. You I, 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 were look, lied to. Look, you were you're right. misled." I think you're right. Because you didn't get what you paid for and instead the people who were members of that administration but, now they're running media companies listen, and they're me. writing they're writing these sanctimonious it's ass good op-eds yes for the New York it's Times. It's a good yes and. They're oh, writing, and I they're telling disagree. you what hey We were respectable, and we were honest, and we were good, and we were pure. And those dupes continue to
1: believe it, and drink it down, and
0: say, "You know what? It's true."
1: And they have only if only we yes we could again. Yeah, they have the same response than uh, Trump has that i mean which is that trump supporters have is which is a gorsuch kavanaugh response well look at all the good things that he did mm-hmm. look at this look at that yes. you know, Look, like, i mean that's what happens right and you cannot i mean but the funny thing is that what offends me and offends you and offends all of us i think so much is that when you run on these platforms of you know minimizing executive power george w bush you know i don't disagree with wars i just do stupid wars mm-hmm. et cetera, but well i'm just going to do them in a kind of Different way that's covered, and you're not going to see it on the news every night. Mm-hmm. That is kind of gross, right? The same thing with Trump. I'm going to drain the swamp. He's filling the swamp. Yes. And that, I mean, if you hang out at the bar at 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 the Trump Hotel in D.C. It is the Gross. fucking Star Wars bar of, a yes, like seven God. Gorka loser. Michael, come to my goatee, yeah, Michael. What a great visual. Did you see this one in this, this video? <laughs> did you see this fucking Gorka video? I had to do it, like, on an incognito mode because he blogged me. Um, and he's in he's in Italy, and he's, like, a video straight to his phone. And I'm like, this is what politics has become. Uh, the great American nation has a, like, demented Hungarian with a fake British accent. <laughs> and he's like, I am here in, in Budapest. And I'm drinking a cafe latte. And it's like, what are, you t- what are you talking about? And he's like, the, you know, the f- cafe latte and the fight news. And I'm like, you're just saying words. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what he's talking about. But yeah, I mean, that's, those types of people have been attracted because look, you can have a problem with the never Trumpers. A lot mm-hmm. of them you do have a problem with, right? Because they've sure. they've failed. They've been, they should be never government people because they've have long records of failure. You have, you have a lot of these people that fail. Well, now they haven't failed anymore because now they're doing good things. That's true. Um, so, You have all of these guys. Yeah, I want them. A lot of them I want gone. A lot of them I think are quite good and and, and would be quite helpful, particularly in foreign policy stuff. You know, somebody who knows a lot about, say, Cuba or Venezuela, that'd be good if you didn't alienate them and just leave it to some weirdo. Um, Not saying that they've done that, because I think they've done some decent things there. But you what do you replace those people with? Who do you replace them with? You can say all you want about the infrastructure of, you know, think tanks and all this fucking DC world. And it makes me as sick as it makes everybody here because I've seen it and mm-hmm. I don't like it for a variety of reasons, which demands probably a special episode that is just about this. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that who you fill this with are complete jokes. And that Bannon starts bringing these people in mm-hmm. who are these like Breitbart embassy morons and all like the seb gorkas of the world and then you have guys who are the adults in the room and that's when you start your center shifts the like overton window of of what serious shifts and all of a sudden you're like oh god thank god jim mattis is there this is what you're saying like he's like get this guy out of here totally true. you know and yeah, yeah. and like he won't i mean the guy's book would have sold it just sank like a stone if he would actually talked about his time in the administration. He said he started writing this book in 2012 and he finally finished it, blah, blah, blah. But it has this like, like epigram, this prologue that kind of allude to Trump. But these guys will be writing the interesting memoirs because they are people who had some measure of experience, whether you not, you like it, Mm -hmm. whether or not you think they're coming from a smart perspective. I mean, H.R. McMaster wrote a very, very good book about the Vietnam War called Dereliction of Duty, which is, I recommend to anyone. It's a very, very good book. Mm. Um, Not a dumb guy. But you bring these people in and they say, I can control this. I have done this with bosses before that I thought were psychos. I'm like, I can actually manage them. I can. You can never manage them. And so what What are you left with? People who can't work in this environment and all the old people have been cast out because they're draining the swamp. They bring in real swamp creatures.
3: Yeah, I saw, a thing, Jacob uh, Wall. I think yesterday that of the 28 sort of assistant secretaries of state, uh, one is from the Permanent Foreign Service. Mm. And like, there's reason to resist having the permanent foreign service run everything. Sure. Pretty good reason actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do appreciate uh, more than uh, perhaps uh, Moynihan uh, did, or at least the way that he portrayed his own views earlier, uh, the fact that uh, Donald Trump hasn't gotten into any new big wars. That's like it's a negative kind of construction, right? He, <laughs> he hasn't done the new stupid war, but you know good what? Thing. But Libya was a new stupid war. I mean, mm-hmm. I just read the Samantha, and reviewed the Samantha Power uh, uh, book. I haven't read Susan Rice. I don't think I'll be able to, to, to stomach that. Mm. Uh, but the way that Planet uh, Pod, you know, pre-Pod Saves America mm. was celebrating, was end zone dancing on the Libyan intervention in uh, September and August of 2011 mm-hmm. is so disgusting. Smart and power. And they hadn't. Uh, I mean, uh, Michael, you were talking about, and you're right, that like the Trumpites haven't thought things through. My God, did they think things tr- through in Libya? Fuck no, they didn't come close to it. They didn't. They just-
1: they, d- they did in the wrong way. I mean, the absolute wrong way. I mean, a lot of people who did right. And I mean, yeah, I think there's no excuse for it. And you know, when I interviewed Samantha Power, the most uncomfortable moment. And you know, you when you're interviewing somebody, you strive for the uncomfortable moment. That's what you wait for, right? So you and, can do Moynihan face. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was a very cold moment, right? And the cold moment was and, you know, the air was sucked out of the room was when I talked about the red line. Right. And the best way of doing this, I think, is to, to your point, is not doing it at all. And, and we'll give you know, credit where credit's due reluctantly uh, to the administration for actually not getting us into other foreign wars. It's also important to, to, avo- to not avoid foreign wars with the wrong rhetoric. So basically what happens, you say this is the red line you shall not cross. You cross it and then you end up sitting on your hands. That creates a lot, of more, a lot more chlorine bombs. That creates a lot more aggressive and vicious campaigns against civilians. Which, and, and that invites Russian intervention and Russian bombing of civilians. And and you see be, that happening in, in Syria. And to be
3: fair to uh, Samantha Power's book, that is the, uh, the fundamental uh, question that she grapples with. And the just, red line thing. Yes. Um, she's, she starts with that. She
1: was not quite ready to talk about it when I talked to her. <laughs>
3: Um you know it was it was a processing of that I, I think that it uh, was a processing that lacked uh any kind of um knowledge gleaned from the Libyan mistake yeah. and, and so that hobbled it. Um Did but, you write about that? Yeah I did. Um like, or, or, like
1: not learning that lesson. Yes.
3: Yeah. Specifically like yeah. um that and you know Armenian genocide stuff which is boutique and I won't uh, bore everybody with. But you're right Camille like the <laughs> I never
1: I never heard the Armenian genocide referred to as boutique. <laughs>
3: He did a little boutique genocide. I know. Fashion? Yeah.
1: It's like, I thought it was like a nice hotel in like <laughs> Lanzarote. Like, I mean, uh. Uh,
3: but no, you're absolutely right. And, and this uh, uh, about like the, that's the
1: Camille you're saying. Absolutely. Right.
3: Yes. Camille mm-hmm. uh, in that there will not be the moment of learning uh, on the, on the Obama side. There won't be, it just won't because he now in the rear view mirror, especially looks like, he was kind of you know he was nice he was elegant uh, he spoke well didn't do super terrible things whatever um, mm. we might disagree on uh, you know droning the 16 year old and whatever um, but I know you're into that kind of shit <laughs> you show. love that shit it just gets you going no I don't it's <laughs> no, terrible it's just, it's, um, it gets yeah. you going it's fine. but yeah. uh to each his own <laughs> But here's the thing, and and dude, McCaulley is not 16 years. <laughs> just
1: tried to drone him last week. I was like, dude, he's grown up. Drone is a different word, yeah. different verb. <laughs> <word>. uh,
3: <laughs> uh, no, uh, he. So the people and Ross, dude, how? Whatever, Jesus. <laughs> you're, you're I, I've never people. known how to pronounce. I, I, I say, yeah. look. Doesn't, it doesn't help when you've got I'd that teleword in your... I say douchebag. Yeah. I just do. Ross, I'm sorry. It's not nice. Yeah, it's not I, nice. Please always... do the show, Ross. Yeah. yeah, Did he respond to our invitation?
4: He did not. But he opened the email. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fisher is tracking the emails. By the way, By the way. Yes.
1: By the way. <laughs> who, who wouldn't? What are you going to call him now? <laughs> Rush Doucheface. <laughs> because he didn't accept. I didn't know that. Declan. I didn't know that he de- de- declined our invitation. Well, he didn't decline. Uh, he just so he, far he, away. He ignored
3: our invitation. At thing. any rate, uh, no, he brings up a lot of really great points uh, in his piece. And the thing that um, uh, troubles me uh, uh, about it is... There isn't a sense of responsibility on the other side. Like um, there is uh, – yes, the elite had disgraced itself and so we should have um, uh, understood that the elite was wrong. And I agree with that and that's a lesson and I've written tons about this uh, in the LA Times and elsewhere of Of like I would be a lot more convinced by the Never Trump world if they had not created um, – contributed so mightily to two or three of the biggest single follies in American governance in the 21st century, which are the Iraq war. Uh, You could argue, although it's more debatable, uh, the bailouts or whatever, but specifically the Iraq war, a lot of the biggest never Trumpers were a lot of the biggest, not just supporters, but like I will drum everybody else out from the movement if they don't support it along with me. Um, And they don't seem to be suffering too much of a penalty. Um, However, um, to use your elephant man in the beauty contest as your response to this. Was your elephant man in the beauty Which is still, <laughs> I get one good <laughs> metaphor a year. Uh, and it makes really? sense. Um, what did you think that was going to happen? Because underlaying uh, his column and a lot of other people's responses are like, hey, look, these people had legitimate grievances about the elite. Yes, they did. Absolutely. I'm with you. I wrote about them in real time. I write about them now even as they criticize. Um and so we're going to so use elect Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as your sort of avatar for anti-corruption, I'm going to use Donald Trump.
1: And who hates the elite? Who is the elite? Who has been the elite? No. And by the way, no, and by the way, it's it's an important distinction here is because the way he the way people perceive this outside of New York and people in New York perceive it differently who have known Donald Trump, I had dinner with some bankers. This was on Tuesday that knew, that, that had, this is like, they were like older guys that in the 80s. They were like, Trump was always around and they were telling stories about Trump. And okay. the thing, uh, what, do you, what, what does that have to do with anything? I just, you know. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> what I do in my prime time, <laughs> fucking libertarian, huh? like, you know, free minds, free markets, free noses, let it go. <laughs> um, they, they, you know, but they were, we were talking about this and it was like, because Trump hates Wall Street, right? Because he's a real estate guy. And in New York, that's actually a division that matters, right? They hate the fucking Wall Street. And there and was like, oh my God, he hates Wall Street. He's attacking Wall Street. He hates it. I was like, yeah, yeah, but he's part of another big thing. He's part of these horrible kind of Robert Moses types developers that mm-hmm. will crush you and like does not care about poor people, does not care about like, you know, low income housing, he doesn't care about any of that. He's just like a, a developer, right? And the, he played it in a way that was fairly good. Everyone would be like, you know, Trump really hates Wall Street. He sounds like Bernie. I'm like, yeah, he does. But he also loves other things that are kind of like Wall Street, Wall Street adjacent, but Mm -hmm. aren't Wall Street, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, look at the failures, the incredible failure they had in Atlantic City and all the money he got for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. These are all scams, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But to the one thing on foreign policy, and then we can move on, is that I do want to say, you know, I don't want to defend Samantha Power because I got a pretty contentious interview with her and I don't agree with her on a lot of things. But we always wonder why D.C. corrupts people, right? They always say these things and they don't do it in D.C. And what people tend to forget is that they're confronted by reality, right? And the reality is, is that, you know, we can make fun of Donald Trump with the pants and the fucking photos. And he's doing it in the most simple minded way. But other presidents have done it in a more slightly more complex way with you know different results, some bad, some good, is that you have the pressure of certain allies. You have the pressure of certain dissidents from a country that are within your sort of constituency or coming to the state department all the time, lobbying you all the time. It is not as easy as people with the keyboard saying, I don't know foreign interventions. And that is that it's not easy, right? You like, yeah, people, I can hear the response of like, just say, just like a Nancy Reagan kind of thing about foreign policy. Just say, no, there is a massive, it's like this hydra headed thing that I have talked to a million people about that. They're just like, you get strangled by it. And there's all these things all around you that it makes it much more
3: difficult. You need to read the book, actually, because the best parts are about that, about yeah. like, how can you muster. A I resp- don't think it's
1: OK, by the way, just so you know, I don't think it's OK. I'm just saying that's the reality. The how situation.
3: do you muster a response to the Ebola crisis or like how can you uh, move the needle in the Central African Republic of Congo, um, without, that's not a real thing. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, those are two different countries. I was, <laughs> Just so you know. I was trying to Woody Allen this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like,
1: Central <laughs> Mozambique Republic. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, He yeah, yeah. had it right there. Yeah, yeah. It was always ready to come out. <laughs> uh, no, like, like, that's, it's, those are the most, like, uh, persuasive bits because they yeah. actually don't involve a whole lot of, like, warfare, but it's complicated yeah. statecraft.
1: How do you respond to these things? Because, I mean, your job at the State Department, your job when you're covering an area, a region um, is to be Rasputin is to predict the future is to like, say, this is what happens if we don't do this. And this is what happens if we do do this. And that's a nearly impossible task. Right. And then you have some dopey president who's going to take the advice of who, I mean, the thing we have also forgot about it's you know, Trump, you know, it, it felt like he was going to invade Venezuela. Right. And there were people that were restraining him on this front. In the Bolton connection, in this is is there was some disappointment from Venezuelans about Bolton, right? But like there are all these voices around, and when you're getting those voices from Fox and Friends, like that's the guy I see on TV. He knows about that stuff, so he comes in here, and I know those guys agree with me. That's terrifying to me. That's terrifying to me. But it doesn't mean in any way, to Camille's point, that the that old hands, you know what this? What, what did they call them? Nixon called them the Striped Pants Brigade in the State mm-hmm. Department. That those people are you know, these avatars of wisdom and that everything they get is right. Of course not. Of course Mm. not. Of course not. Of course not. But it's, I would prefer to have those guys in the Iran desk that have been there for 20 years than John Bolton.
3: The one uh, thing I'll just add on this is that it's striking. And I wrote about this uh, recently, uh, how much the democratic presidential field while trying to bask in the glow of Obama, especially Joe Biden, for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. are running totally away from the entirety of his record. Like they don't want any of it on his immigration record. They're moving uh, far away from an economic record. Boom, 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 boom. Some of them I agree with on criminal justice reform. I tend to agree with where they're going because he was bad on Mm -hmm. that. But you think politically politically is very bad on that. Politically, it's not smart in terms of giving Medicare for all for illegal immigrants. I don't think is a winning um, a
1: political message. it's a losing, <laughs> yeah, it's a losing message. A losing yeah. political man. Message. You should do one of those Frank Luntz things. You should get hundred grand for that because that's some fucking. You should have a consulting. Dude, the people out there <laughs> firm with. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going. to –
3: The people who love Moynihan response videos. <laughs> look at Moynihan response videos to Frank Luntz. Oh my
1: god,
3: it's awesome! By it's, the way, there's one. <laughs>
1: I don't think it exists online, but the first like, couple months of the show, I went to Frank Lentz's house. Oh. It, yeah, in Brentwood. What? Is and it, it is, is ballerific. Oh my. Yeah. Ga, yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. So uh, crazy. <laughs> I crazy. It. Camille he has, suddenly
3: is paying attention. He, has, he wasn't before. He
1: has a recreation <laughs> yeah. of the Oval Office and the Lincoln bedroom oh, downstairs wow. by the tennis courts and pool. If you come in, and wow. it, when the and when um, the um, wow wow. Well, actually, you know, <laughs> dude, you know, Well, hey, baby. Let me tell you, there's so much. You know like, this, I got? This, this, me. by the way,
0: <laughs> come down here, baby. Let me show you what I can do to you. The Lincoln bedroom, <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. Frank. Let's go give you in the Lincoln bedroom. Oh no. Uh, there's,
1: there's a lot of things I could speculate, <laughs> on Frank, on that mount. Um, <laughs> when the curtains open. Uh-huh. It plays Hail to the Chief. Yeah, yeah, does I know it does. Yeah, you love it. I knew it did. Yeah, you love it. It's
0: good. That's baller.
1: Yeah, I want that. There's a bathroom. I want that. And there is a replica (laughs) Gap Lewinsky dress. Oh, there's not. No, there is not. Swear to God. There
0: better be. Swear to God. There better be. You can fact check that shit. Oh my God. Every night there's another performance.
1: So, so, so clock you next know week, what's going to happen. Be on the show. Uh, uh, yeah, wow. well, I will. I will know. He will demand twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so um, that piece, I will dig up and put online somewhere because I don't think it exists anymore. Oh my god! Because I can't remember what Trump guy <laughs> who's now a Trump guy called him and he put him on speakerphone. And we're shooting it, uh. and he's like, "Frank, don't leave the party because of these fucking weirdos or whatever." And I can't remember who it is, but it's like a high-level cabinet guy now. <laughs> and I and I, I I watched the piece the other day because it was on. It was um on the server and I just thought I was like, "What the fuck is that?" In the thing, the thing about that it n- wasn't actually. Um, the thing about that is like, I the night before I flew uh-huh. in and I got the neurovirus, <laughs> and I was so scared that my ultimate boss, the billionaire, was because I was filling in for him that he was going to think that I got drunk and missed the call time at nine a.m. I mean, and I was literally up vomiting like on like mirrors and well, it was just like insane. It was like, like one of those things in a movie where they put the, like they put the tube to make you look like you're vomiting. It was like that. It was insane. I couldn't hold anything down. And I was like, I gotta go because they're going to think that I'm a drunk because they know about me. And they would think that I didn't make it. Right. Cause it was Friday night. It was the, the, the call time was 9 a.m. on Saturday, 8 a.m. on Saturday. I got myself there. And this is the most amazing thing. This is a true story. I got myself, I shot this piece and I almost made it the whole way. And I couldn't, it the last five minutes, the producer wanted a few more questions, and we didn't use any of this, so it didn't actually get in it, but he put my jacket on, and they shot over the shoulder, and he asked a few questions oh, no. as as I lay in the bed in the Lincoln Bedroom, because I... <laughs> at the end of it, I told... You were her, barfing in the Lincoln Bedroom? I didn't barf at this point, because I didn't have to barf, but I, but I told, <laughs> you at that way the out, I told Frank Luntz, who's, of course, got like a suit on, and then, like, Ridiculous sneakers. Always. Always. And Always. by the way, this, the, up to his bedroom, every uh uh step has a different pair of sneakers on it, by the way. He's like a weird sneakerhead. He's kind of like your guy. But they're not um, like dope sneakers. No, no, they're not dope at They're all. like Brooks sneakers. It's <laughs> like so weird. He's what? like I was like, Frank, do you have the biggest sketchers collection in LA? It's amazing. <laughs> so lame. So, uh, so I but he so does have like fucking dying. Yeah. And on the way out, we're like wrapping up. And I was like, holy shit. I can't believe I got through that. I shook his hand. I can't believe that. I like was like dying of the neurovirus and the rest of it. He's like, did you shake my hand? I'm like, yep. And I was like, thanks for working with us, friend. And I was just like, it was like, I literally, he was like angry, angry at me. But the best, the best uh button on this story is the show just started. So my mother was watching it for like a couple of weeks and then she gave up. Um, she watched, I told you, about when I, when I logged in with her, uh, HBO, With her uh, um, uh, cable password. Uh, And I went to HBO and I said, do you want to order HBO as a package? And I'm like, wait, (laughs) you you unsubscribed? (laughs) Swear to God. So I resubscribed. I got the password. (laughs) She unsubscribed. Amazing. So my mother, the great thing is a great mom thing is that my mother was like, I like the piece with that little fat guy. I think that's what she said. Uh. A little, you know, (laughs) round dude. And she was like, were you sick? (laughs) <laughs> no one else noticed. And she was like, "She kn- it was great. It was great. It was, oh, great. It was well, so wait, Did monster. you
0: tell him that you'd been laying in the Lincoln
1: bed? He saw me. Oh, he saw you. He was at the oh, he desk. He yeah. was at the desk. Yeah, he was. The Oval Office. <laughs> I was in the Lincoln bedroom waiting for him to come in. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, it like, like, yeah, I was like, I got some. I got a couple of donors. That love Woods. Yeah. yeah, up I in Brentwood, up in, up in L.A. But it's a, it was a crazy house. <laughs> and it was, I'll post, I'll, I'll, you know, I should post some pictures on Instagram. Oh, no. Moine. I'll post some of those pictures on Instagram because it was M-Moyne. like bananas house.
0: Is your Instagram still protected?
1: Yeah, but everybody yeah. yeah, you, it, like, you let in. Yeah, let him in. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's you it's like, got to jump through the hoops. It is, it is it just like just a club with a very loose door policy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if someone's looking shit up about me, no, like like kind of like, they're not uh. gonna fucking you know, yeah. s- you know, ask for permission. But if they do, I'll let them in. What's that wrong? I don't care. Um, I have it just to keep like, three, <laughs> honestly, like three people out. Honestly. And they ca- If they sign up. Yeah. Don't, don't try no buddy. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Um, quickly mm? impeachment.
0: We talked last week. We went around the horn. Didn't we talk Matt, about you weren't here? Uh-huh. So you didn't get to vote. Um, um, do you suspect the president? So I'm going to ask the question again, um, because our perspective may have changed. Do you suspect, suspect the president
3: will be impeached and if in fact he is impeached do you suspect this is the end of the trump presidency no i think that the uh, house will vote to impeach take this is boring conventional wisdom but mm-hmm. take the senate the senate won't vote for impeachment okay yeah they need um, what 20 republicans in the uh, and i think they'll do it quickly enough so that we can digest it um early enough in the process um so I trump will be clinton no in the sense that i don't think that's going to make him more popular um, no, yeah, yeah. You, you don't, don't think so? No. I mean it might it might solidify some people uh, who are with him already, but he
1: needs more than the people who are with him already. To win. To win. It's
4: also and, different because Clinton was at the halfway through the end of his second term. Actually. This
1: is the first time somebody's been impeached in their first term, is that I mean in the twentieth century anyway. I mean with with Clinton. Yeah. I mean the I mean Nixon wasn't impeached, but it was no, the second the, term. The process started. The yeah. process started. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: It's uh it it's hard to like if it got serious and real, then I, the the reeler it might get is the most that he might redound uh, some benefit from it somehow. Like the realer it, it gets in that, like the <clears throat> the more likely the uh, proposition that the Senate would vote yes in a high profile trial. Um, I think mm-hmm. that that uh, people might start questioning that. But I mean the last. I had said this before in, you know, two years ago when we were doing this, mm-hmm. that there are moments and it felt like stuff was cascading. And so people, the mm-hmm. dam is breaking and all yeah. this yeah. wish fulfillment stuff is coming out. So maybe I'm a bit more sensitive to that now. There is a lot of reporting coming out and it, and it, it, it doesn't look good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a fundamental difference in public opinion about this than there was in the Mueller report. Sure. Already. Um, Because I think it's more comprehensible. You're just you're you're using your office to it's bad. Uh, And also people are a little bit fatigued. Um, Mm. But at the same time, I think it's it's more of a I doubt Democrats will be smart enough to do anything good with this politically for Mm -hmm. their own purposes. But I think no, Donald Trump should be banned from Twitter right like kamala harris all these people <laughs> at least elizabeth warren said no, said no. she no. said a bunch of other yeah. stupid she wants crap to break up the no tech i want to break up yeah. facebook
0: and instagram but and he should lob, totally be able petition to keep his either way
3: petitioning the government like let's put a tax on that like yeah. oh that makes a lot of sense yeah um, but uh, every republican who is going to the mat for trump right now and i would include in this rand paul mm-hmm. to mention someone who i know and and like uh Generally speaking, uh tend to look really awful. Thomas Massey looked awful today. He was like mm-hmm. quoting bad Federalist stories about uh about, you know, they changed the language and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's going to put a lot of people in a really un good position politically for themselves. Mm-hmm. So if they process this quickly and everyone behaves as we expect them to do, which is to say they are responding to the incentives in the marketplace. Of Republican politics in 2019 and 2020, which is that you have to, like, kiss the ring. Mm -hmm. I mean, you
1: have on, you know, Fox... Which I don't watch, but I keep. I get things on, you know, on the internet. Not
3: even Kennedy's Corinth. Lim- lim- uh, amazing. We, clip. Have, <laughs> we
1: have friends there, so we do. Uh, watch amazing. Those. Yeah. And I will show very, you. Very I will funny. show you a very very funny text when we we get off this oh, program. Good. Yeah. About that very thing. Oh. Um. God. It's really good. Um. And if you subscribe to the premium edition, you will get that text. I <laughs> will send it to you. Nice. Um. But um. You know, you have of course Shep, who you don't, and now you know Napolitano, who. Who, of course, you know, is now angry at Donald Trump for calling him like a, a like a, lots of things, right? Mm-hmm. right? But he said today, this is the line today when asking a foreign government to um, investigate a domestic uh, political opponent. Like the, the, the president doesn't find that troublesome. And I said afterwards, and I don't know if this is true. I, I assume it is because I don't know the statute. But he says the problem with th- with that is the statute which says soliciting, asking. For aid in a domestic political campaign, whether the aid is delivered or not, is a criminal event. That's clear in the statute. Whether the aid is delivered or not, asking for it is impermissible. So, I mean, is there a legal uh, way? I mean, because look, you have these people, and I hear a lot of conservatives and the sort of Ben Shapiro types, On this and say Adam Schiff knew beforehand and like Mm -hmm. I'll give you know I think that you know in 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 fairness to Ben Shapiro he did he did say that you know you can two things can be true at once Mm -hmm. but I think that's a lot of obfuscation like yeah Adam Schiff might be I mean he's he's he didn't acquit himself. Well, in the Mueller investigation, at all, he hasn't committed. nor hasn't is committing um, well no, in very well. No, no, no. Of course, of course. The, the a very the making up of yeah. lines yeah. during that opening statement, yeah. was pretty. It it was, it was. And it, it's
0: so unfucking necessary. It's
1: so unnecessary. Yeah. And you're gonna get caught, and you're gonna get called out, and you're gonna get dragged for uh. it. Right. So these guys are all dicks, and they're all ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of these people are. Almost all. Almost all. Mm-hmm. But if that statute, as the judge uh, reads it, is true, that's all that matters. Hmm. It doesn't matter if Adam Schiff is, quote-unquote, colluding. And, and, and by the way, the New York Times wrote a story about that, and that's what it's based on. And the person who wrote the story, I think it was Nick Confessori, was, who is it? Um, was that him so. or maybe Peter Baker? So had a great response to it. He's like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Mm-hmm. And he had he's like, of the staff, as procedure goes, and you can look at his defense— but not defense, I'm but his exp- explanation. Yeah, right. No, there's there's a lot of qualifiers. in there. A lot Although of qualifiers there, there are then, yeah. there
0: are some questions about the legality
1: of, of sure. what happened there. Sure, and I mean, like, so look. I think that with Rudy gone from sort of American hero 20 years ago mm-hmm. to this real kind of sleazy lawyer, somebody said, I saw a great quote today, said, uh, Rudy's a prosecutor, you know, when he's busting mob guys and everything back in the day, Rudy as <laughs> a prosecutor would have prosecuted Rudy. And I think there's probably <laughs> something true to that, right? It's like you would feel the the whiff of something of you know, impropriety with rooting in the past. No doubt he about He would it. fucking yeah, the, the, yeah. the state would come down on you so hard, right? Yeah. And then you know he's going there jetting. I and mean, I think something happened to him. And it's yeah. very
0: very strange. That CNN appearance where he simultaneously in the space of like 45 seconds says, "No, I didn't say anything about Joe Biden. Like, I, I totally said, said something it! about I Joe Biden. Said of course it. Yeah. I, I did.
4: I
1: think it was 10 seconds. It was it spectacular. Was so yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. How could you not find that amusing? Matt yeah. Welch it's, it's funny depressing
3: why do you think I
1: don't yeah I think it's funny but it's yeah. sad too. good I'm just making sure
4: Chris Cuomo's head almost exploded yeah that was, that yeah. was, that was the most. That would have been part. funny <laughs> if it was Chris Cuomo's head <laughs> exploded I would have been like that was
1: worth it Yeah, <laughs> you know but yeah I think that like at, at this point is that um, t- t- Matt says it's conventional wisdom but it is conventional wisdom at this point for a reason mm-hmm. because you need votes that you don't have in the yeah. Senate um, you can get them in the House there's a majority in the House right now um, and, you know, look, the thing is, is that from the last time we recorded this podcast and talked about it, 48,000 stories have come out that have made this slightly different for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and who knows what's going to happen? And I made the Watergate comparison before, not because it the gravity is the same. It might yeah. be even worse. It might be less. Mm-hmm. But the the trickle of Watergate until it was at Alexander Butterfield said there was a taping system. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. That just changed everything. And mm-hmm. that, you know... And the next thing, you know, you have, you have John Mitchell in prison and the cancer on the presidency tape. All that can happen. Mm-hmm. And who knows what it could be? Because I think the thing about leaking, which is pretty interesting, how did these people leak so much? We're the leakiest White House in a long time, right? And they did all these things, these measures to prevent people from leaking, taking their phones and, like, tracking them. And, like, he's talking about – Trump's talking about treason, mm-hmm. you know, which in wartime – we're not in war – is, you know, execute them. Mm-hmm. The thing about leaking is when you have knowledge that's special and can get a lot of attention, doesn't matter your ideology, you really want to tell people. It's just true. Every journalist kind of knows that. And that's why so many people talk. Michael Wolff's book, <laughs> who I saw on Tuesday actually, and, and did not punch him in the face because I just don't like, he's a fucking rat bag. <laughs> but Michael Wolf's book was a full frontal attack from the quote unquote elite from the establishment. He got an HBO deal out of it, et cetera. And Steve Bannon was the source for all of it. Why? Why if Bannon hates the elites and hates this and hates the mainstream media and hates the attacks on Trump, is he sitting there and that stenographer is sitting next to him. Mm -hmm. Same thing happened in the next book. Mm -hmm. Like the, what was it? Fire and Fury and the Rage and the Pride or whatever it was called. That was (laughs) actually, there was an Oriana Falaci's book, but it was uh, (laughs) like, this is people love telling things, you know? And like, Oh my God, it must've been a democratic CIA guy It could have been fucking George Conway. It could have been like, it doesn't doesn't mean Democrat. And by the way, does that mean, I always think about it. Does that mean that if you have information of a potential violation of federal law of constitution, whatever that you can only report that credibly, if you voted for Donald Trump, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, like it doesn't matter. It's like, I remember I edited one time for a reason, Ron, Uh, Ron Bailey's piece, and I always had the same position. It was like people said, oh, that that research is funded by blank. Well, can you recreate that research? Then it doesn't matter who it's funded by. It could be funded by the American Nazi Party. It doesn't make a difference. Provided other scientists can actually recreate those results. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like it's good to know who funded it. But it's good to know if the guy is, you know, partisan Democrat. But it doesn't mean it's not true. Mm-hmm. And they're obsessed with this right now, Trump in particular. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So you agree with Matt, Matt Welch?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did oh. he say? <laughs> <It's> unclear. <laughs> the outcome unclear. of the I was, impeachment. I was on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> you're going pretty hard there. <laughs> yeah, I was fucking mad. Fisher.
4: I my, my vote is the same as last week. That yeah. I think impeachment's probably likely. Like, I do think that the Democrats have kind of crossed the Rubicon that they're going to go ahead with this. He's not going to remove from office.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come put my Stephen A. Smith hat on and, and just start prognosticating about stuff. And Can you do impression? LeBron, a do it. LeBron it. is totally <laughs> going to win the finals this year. Um, I, I have no idea. My suspicion is that Teflon Don will slip the noose on this one and come out looking about the same as he does, like a scumbag. But quite frankly, like, I just I really do not understand the American electorate. I don't understand how we get the outcomes that we do. I still don't understand how they managed to vote for Donald Trump and it's not obvious to me Bubble. that he doesn't come out of this like looking better um because he beat them charges like Rocky again. Well, here's the question. Like,
4: if 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 he gets impeached mm-hmm. and he's not convicted and he's reelected, what then? I, I mean, I don't Democrats even know do what today? that means. <laughs> what, what, do,
0: what do Republicans do then?
4: I think that's probably a better question. It actually is a more intriguing question. The, the Republican
1: Party is, as we knew it in the 20th century, completely gone at that point. Completely yeah. gone. There's no AEI should just shut its doors. <laughs> I mean, Heritage became a Trump think tank. No, no that's dude. just it. I think it's already gone.
3: Listen, I'm on the email yeah. lists of all these organizations and their conferences that they invite me to now these days are like – Maybe porn is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should open up libel laws.
0: Andrew Yang also thinks porn might be bad, which
3: is a little strange. Why is that strange? Are uh, you it's just surprising in Asian... to me. No,
0: it's surprising to me that Andrew Yang, a candidate who is the candidate of the gamer and for the gamer and the skateboard, mid, too, he hates porn. He thinking, eh,
1: maybe there's a little too much porn Camille, on the Internet. Camille, how many pastors who hate all this stuff, uh-huh. gay sex? And yeah, yeah how many times when they say those things, as Christopher Hitchens said, set your watch by it six months later, <laughs> six months later, and I will find the quote. We will put it on the We the Fifth page, but it is something yeah. about uh, six months later, you'll be found uh, in a bathroom stall being peed on by an <laughs> Apache yeah. transvestite with a maxed out credit card. And that it and it was And by the way, it was such a fucking good line. That the great thing about Hitch, by the way, it was a footnote in Hitch 22. It was a footnote, and that is kind of spread on the internet because oh, I always post it, yeah, and it kind of got some traction at some point, yeah. But it is exactly what I think when Andrew Yang's like, I do not like pornography, <laughs> and it's like you don't. I think, I think he, I bet he goes home after uh. a tough day of camping and puts fucking VR goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> I think what happened there
0: is his wife discovered like, that he had been visiting Pornhub. And he said, I mean, you're right. This is a problem. I have to do something about this. And demonstration of love. Is he married?
1: Yeah. He's got married, two married, young kids. Married with kids, yeah.
0: Yeah. They're really adorable kids. Really? Yeah. What, 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 what do you mean by that? I mean they're just adorable kids. Kids are adorable sometimes. I, and his kids are adorable. I'm going to read you the quote.
1: Okay, I found it. <laughs> this Wait, is a footnote. Is this? this is a footnote from Hitchens oh, in his Hitch twenty-two. Okay. And I won't do it in Christopher's voice, but yeah, a little I, bit, a little bit, uh, darling. No. <laughs> uh, whenever I hear some big mouth in Washington or the Christian Heartland banging on about the evils of sodomy or whatever, which is I love a little tale for him. I mentally enter his name into my notebook and set my (laughs) watch. Sooner rather than later, he'll be discovered down on his weary and well worn old knees in some dreary hotel, dreary motel or latrine (laughs) with an expired visa card, having tried to pay well over the odds to be peed on by some (laughs) Apache (laughs) transvestite. Oh, so God, Hitch that's... was trending today on, on Twitter apparently <laughs> um, because uh, uh, Josh Rogan from the Washington Post, oh, um, an old pal of mine, uh, mentioned something about the people you wished were here to talk about this stuff and which always – and we've talked about it in the show before oh, – precipitates those responses that um, Christopher would love uh, Donald Trump, which is – I cannot – imagine people who know less about the man and also particularly uh, w- w- read the thing. I think I said this in the past, read the thing he wrote about the tea party for uh, vanity fair as he was, you know, breathing his last breaths. It was I think the last year, the, the last two years of his life. He was mm. sick at the time, but he wrote something about the, but um, about, about the tea party. And it was, it, it was like the prelude to what he would write about Trump. And anybody who thinks otherwise is really silly. Mm. So anyway, but it's a great
0: quote. Legend, legend.
1: Uh, some idiot, write Anything,
0: man? I know you had some strong reactions to some things on the interwebs ah, this week. Man. I mean, that's what you do. It's Orange kind of man,
4: bad, do. anything? Nothing? Is that moment passed? I guess it has. He's, he's swaying like Ray Charles. <laughs> <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> that, 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 that's by the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. eyes yeah. Your eyes work. Your arm's broken.
3: I would not say that my eyes work, but no, just... People. Look, that's,
1: that's, you can do that any fucking week, man. Matt. <laughs>
3: <laughs> doesn't matter. You can do a
1: special dispatch from home.
3: 30 seconds. Uh, do 30. it. People, orange man bad. Mm. Don't write that on Twitter. Okay. That's an advertisement for, hey, I read someone who's smarter than me and more famous than me come up with a stupid tagline that I can parrot as a way to preemptively attempt to declassify people's outrage as being stupid. Mm.
1: That's dumb. Don't that's do dumb. it. That's it. No. That's it. That's good. Hey, that's I, the I, moment listen, of zen that Matt leaves us on. <laughs> right?
3: I subscribe to Scott Adams' Twitter feed. Ugh. Give me a cookie. No, you don't get a cookie. No. You're... a <laughs> Dipshit, Scott Adams, Scott Fucking Adams, and I'm, I was on, I was on Bill Barr with him. Actually, I'm going to click off a... the fucking uh, fifth column uh, uh, bingo board here. By, uh, say, he,
1: Scott he, Fucking was he Adams. Scott Adams on the bingo board. <laughs> no, Scott Fucking table. Adams. Oh, oh I see. yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't bang, God, God don't damn bang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put a bongo. Drum he had there. a tweet
3: this week <laughs> saying, "This is why Trump wins," and it was a uh, a link to someone saying that, like, in by 2030. There's going to be uh, online uh, a new technology for nuclear reactors mm. that's like faster and more nimble than we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And so he said, "This is why Trump is going to win in 2020." Why? My- let's let's think that through for half a second. I but don't understand. He's the primary progenitor of orange, mad, bad as a, a a way to describe people who disagree with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nuclear technology that's going to go online in 2030 and the elections in 2020. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And like this confident bullshit. He got the 2016 election right. And I didn't. I didn't predict it. But I, think, I didn't get it right. I
1: don't know if it's true, but I think that when I was on Bill Martham, he said that Trump was going to win in a landslide. So yeah. I think he was maybe a little too confident. Yeah. Um, but wasn't yeah. It wasn't a fucking landslide. I, thought, I don't That might not be true, but I think he said that at some point. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Scott Adams is, if we're talking, look at how crazy our politics he are. He absolutely
4: did predict it was a landslide. Okay,
1: good. Um, the, the, our politics <laughs> right now, we are talking about uh, Donald Trump, the comedian president of Ukraine, the dictator of China, the cartoonist that does Dilbert. That's what we've talked about. It's insane. It's <laughs> yeah. truly insane. And everyone's like, ah, oh, it's great. It's been leveled out. And I'm not okay with it. Yeah. I don't think it's okay. So I will I will say this. That I'll, I'll shout it on the way out. Um, if you made it this far, I always say that. I'm surprised by how many of you do. And the, the great metric of this is when I said, gave out the Instagram the other day. The number mm. of people... This is the thing. This is, like, <laughs> this is like Anthony's emails, which you can tell when people read them. Right? <laughs> uh, is that I can tell you're listening. It's M-Moyn. What is it?
3: M-moyne.
1: M-moyne, <laughs> M-Moyn. M-Moyn. On Twitter. M-M-O-Y-N. And then a bunch of people, like lots. Like, oh, like 100, 200, 300, whatever. But like it's also a lot to go from that, from listening to this dumb podcast, to going to like, actually fucking falling <laughs> my daughter English. in gymnastics or something. Uh, no, I post a lot of dumb outtakes, too. But because listeners have been so great to us recently, mm. we've gotten a lot of great email. I know Camille's got a lot of great email. I know you have, Matt. I know we all have. And it's uh, quite humbling and impressive in some way. I want to ask one favor of of you people out there. Um, Somebody did ask me the other night if we're going to do another live show. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, mm-hmm. I declared that unilaterally. <laughs> uh, are you guys okay with it? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool. We're going to do. I met, a guy, yes. I met a guy who was at um, a journalist who was at the last one at the comedy cellar. Yeah. And he was like, it was great. I want to let, do another one. So mm-hmm. we're going to do another one. Yeah. Good. So if I force this. On the radio. Are you going nice. to tell us when it's happening? Uh, a couple months. Um, <laughs> maybe in your town. But I tell you what, if you're in like fucking Biloxi and there's just one of you there, not going to happen. That's not, not going to happen. Yeah. Because we got to get we got to fill it up. Yeah. We got to be like a Peter
0: Frampton I mean, concert in '76. If you're a billionaire, <laughs> talk box. If you're a billionaire, it could happen. <laughs>
4: you Oh my God. Yeah, we'll yeah. do we'll do private shows. <laughs> like
1: you, <laughs> <laughs> corporate corporate gigs are where it's at. this <laughs> <laughs> breaks the wall of golden science. golden <laughs> yeah. showers. Private yeah, shows.
0: All fair game. Lincoln bedroom. With Camille, your, your those, are, those, are, those, those are private rooms, not oh. private.
1: Um, oh, so that's that's the first thing.
0: <laughs> Oops, that's the first thing. You can do a private show, to private room. Yeah, totally. But yeah. you know, you should mention one, two. <laughs> you're you're
1: right. That's fine. Bring, I'm just saying
0: the price is going up. Tell a story, Camille. Bring us there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Get an arc going. Yes. Uh, and the second thing I'll ask of of uh, you, uh, fifth columnist idiots out there, I love you all, but. um do me a favor and send it to all of us. And you can send it to the WeTheFifth, uh, you know, Twitter. You get the direct message, I think, are open. Mm-hmm. Contact
4: at WeTheFifth.com.
1: Contact WeTheFifth.com. We all get that. The mm-hmm. Facebook and my DMs are open. Tell us what you like about the show, what you want for the show in the future and all that stuff. Because we're going to make a bi- some changes, but they're all positive, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Big, big positive changes are coming. Mm-hmm. I want to make the anticipation because it gets us off our asses. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of good mm-hmm. stuff coming. Mm-hmm. And you notice some jackass on Twitter. I love you, guy. I don't know who he is, but I love him. He was like my man's there all the time. Now, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Good point. Good <laughs> is, it, is it because you know? Uh, it was like it's because it's like more listeners. Whatever. It's a lot of factors. Uh, one of them is my life is stabilized in some ways. Uh,
3: <laughs> That's an interesting euphemism.
1: Go on. Yeah, it's not entirely true either. But um, so that is that we're here all the time. Our schedules are very difficult. Um, it takes a lot. That's why it's the almost weekly rhetorical assault. Um, but we've been managing to get it together and, uh, we don't like phoners anymore. We like to all be together and, um, we get great feedback and we want more of that feedback because fairly soon we're gonna be introducing a few, a few new things. And, uh, we'd like to hear your kind of generic ideas about what you love and you don't love about the fifth column. And I know that none of you love Camille Foster, but just don't tell him. He's Mm -hmm. very sensitive. It's true. It's true. You know who might really not love me? Patricia J.
0: Williams, who wrote Uh, a piece for the Nation. Um, Of course, she doesn't. The title of this piece is Camilla Foster's a dick. Stop getting married on plantations. Uh, The Uh, subtitle there: Monuments to slavery won't lose their romantic allure until Americans understand the horror of their own history. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Wait, <laughs> don't are we know. are we rolling into some idiot wrote this, this after a, I was like came out with my hat, the tin cup. This, this is sort of a dude. It's a I'm
4: French sorry. goodbye. My, yeah. my sister uh-huh. is getting married
0: on a plantation next week. Of course she is on a plantation. Well, it's because she hates black people and she <laughs> loves yeah. slavery. Yeah, it's the only Northern reason. Florida. It's the yeah. only reason anyone <laughs> ever ever has romanticized plantations, and it's the only reason anyone ever re- visits Machu Picchu or the fucking Coliseum mm-hmm. or the pyramids or any of that other shit was totally built by slaves. The city of Jerusalem is essentially a mass graveyard because we love human suffering. And that is the reason why, despite the fact that awful things have happened at particular places, we still somehow find a way (laughs) to have a modern (laughs) relationship with them. That is not, (laughs) not narrowly connected to I think, the most Camille, awful things that have happened there. That we but that's had, all.
1: It, it was built, I'm going to get fact-checked on this, Uh-oh. built by the Maghreb period, Pyramid Company. <laughs> and <laughs> they, they went out of business and you don't know about them now. It's true. Secret history. Yeah, yeah. Dinesh D'Souza told me that. They, yeah. were, they were unionized. Yeah. yeah. I didn't
0: say built by the Jews. I said built by slaves. I th- You know why I think we should go right now? Yeah. Because
1: I think I'm pretty drunk. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. We, we, we know of new methods of attack.
2: Broken heart. The